Blog Talk Radio. From all over the world, people are beginning to come together, to join hands and to give praise to our Lord. From every denomination, we are breaking down the barriers that have kept us apart for so long. Together, we are all members of one body. Because of the blood of Jesus, we have now become the people of God. With our lips, let us say one confession. With our hearts, hold to one truth alone. Because He has erased our transgression. He's named us and called us His own. His very own. We're the people of God, called by His name, called from the dark and delivered from shame. One holy race, saints everyone, because of the blood of Christ, Jesus the Son. Better than that. 
called by his name. Brothers and sisters, just want to thank you. I appreciate that song. It just blessed me this week. And I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it, so I've got to play that song. Brothers and sisters, listen. We truly are the people of God, and we're called by his name. And uh, just that Phil Driscoll, that raspy voice, a very unique sound. <laughs> He's a trumpet player. He's known to be a trumpet player. Uh, probably better than, uh, the only person I like better than Phil Driscoll would be um, the trumpet player, uh, Miles, um, he would be the only one. Uh, so, brothers and sisters, I, I want to thank you for your time again tonight. Tonight, what are we talking about, brothers and sisters? The myths, the myths, the lies of white supremacy are our world's covert ruling religion. It's long title. But it's a powerful title and it tells a whole lot. One more time. The myths or lies of white supremacy are our world's covert ruling religion. And so I'm just going to go ahead and just read the show's description. Sent this out to some of you. Uh, this is probably our third show dealing with this uh, book, this upcoming book that I'm writing. This is the name of the book. Um, I went on to say, on July 10, 2022, and that's going to be, of course, the Hebrew year, uh, the Hebrew month of uh, Tamaz, the 11th of Tamaz. Anyway, anywho, <laughs> Sunday night, uh, 11 p.m., Seth Turner, myself, founder of the Five Smooth Stone Network, goes into his upcoming book on white supremacy from angles very few have heard of, much less thought about. He explains how white supremacy is 100% a religion. Furthermore, he explains how this philosophy of white supremacy isn't solely practiced by so-called whites. One more time. He explains how white supremacy is 100% a religion. Furthermore, he explains how this philosophy of white supremacy isn't solely practiced by so-called whites, but anyone that listens long enough to believe it. That is the truth. Anyone that listens long enough to believe it is technically a white supremacist. That's our working definition, folks. One of our working definitions. Okay, I went on to say, finally, Seth will speak in this episode about how until the lies of whites being superior in any way are corrected, victims of these lies will harm when they speak or act on so-called race matters. One more time. Finally, Seth will speak in this episode about how until the lies of whites being superior in any way are corrected, Victims, anyone that believes these lies, will harm people when they speak or act on any so-called race issues. These are just a few things coming your way in this episode. And that's what we're dealing with tonight, folks, white supremacy, white supremacy. And and uh, I gave you one, a little bit of the definition, but let me just give everyone the working definition again of what... White supremacy is, okay? 
because I want everybody to really get this. And I love that song, With the People of God, Called by His Name. I want to play it in the background because Brother Seth is really trying to unite the family. What family? The body of Christ. You know, I have a devotion to Israel, true, but the but the real devotion I have is to the body of Christ, because the Father is about the body of Christ. He never just wanted just Abraham. The world turned their back on the Father. He found a man that had faith, our forefather Abraham, and he said, I'm going to bless you and your seed. And this was the birth of Israel. But it never was about just Israel. And they never pleased him as a nation. He was always upset with him, seemed like. So it was bigger than Israel. He wanted to the planet. And he did so through Christ. So it's about the spiritual Jew. Now, as Apostle Paul says in his work, hath God or Yah forsaken Israel? Is that it? Is it nothing else? What then have the Jew? Why why should we even consider a Jew, Paul says, because of this spiritual Jew? But the Bible talks about a remnant. A remnant. We may read that tonight. You know, what then have the Jew? Why do we even need Jew, this Jew, that? Why y'all talk so much about the Hebrew Israelites on this show? Yeah, we may we may have a show on that. That's pretty important. Because truly in Christ there's neither Jew nor Greek. So why y'all talk about it? We talk about it because you're not going to understand so-called African-Americans. They're not going to understand themselves and others looking at them are not going to understand what they're going through. And this breed hatred, this this breed disrespect for those people, this this breed, here we go, good whites feeling they're superior because they don't know why these people are malfunctioning. And that's what birthed this show tonight. This white supremacy is not by a bunch of white devils. It's by a lot of times white people looking at us and just looking how well we serve them. And when we try to serve each other, we can't seem to do it. We can't seem to get our own this, our own that. Not understanding this is what the prophecy said would happen to this people. So not understanding that, they think they're superior. So as I start people of God in the background, I mean it, brothers and sisters. People are beginning to come together, to join hands. Oh, yes, we are the people of God, brothers and sisters. Scattered. Uh, well, the Israelites are scattered at the four corners. But the, but the people of God really are scattered, too, because they're in every country. And so tonight I want to make it my business and hopefully the Holy Spirit used me tonight, along with Brother Ken, with any, any, any of you that's going to be participating in the show, to understand. Hopefully he can get us to understand what he requires out of us, where it relates to this idol worship of white supremacy. Hopefully, I guess what I'm trying to say is, number one, I can articulate what is going on with it, what it is. I can define it. I can expose it. I can reveal it. We can reveal it. We can expose it tonight. And then the next step, brothers and sisters, is to repent. 
walking in this abuse. It's abuse. African Americans are abuse from this philosophy. And whites are abused, too. People don't say that. But white people are abused in white supremacy because they're living a life that's not theirs. And they're, uh, they're, people think because you have more stuff, you're better off. But when you walk in a lie, it's going to hurt you some kind of way. So this is an angle. That's why I say we talk about white supremacy in a way nobody else talks about. Now, you're not going to ever hear this nowhere. Listen to what I'm saying, brothers and sisters. I'm glad I thought to say this. When we look at so-called whites, we think they're just winning, winning, winning. But nobody talk about this thing called the white man's burden and the guilt, the guilt that come along with it. And guilt produces a lot of paternalism. Paternalism meaning white people that want to go to black people and just help them out of guilt. And they're and they really, really trying to help black folks, but it's out of a guilt. And it's still racism because they still feel like they're better. So my point is this. Brothers and sisters, this show tonight, number one, we're going to redefine, we're going to define again, we try to do this every show, what it is, try to expose it, uh, which is going to be a little harder, more difficult, because some of y'all on the line saying, I don't know what you're talking about, I never participated in it, especially a lot of black people, a lot of non-white people, they feel like they just exempt, and they don't know, they are the same people, the same mindset, I mean, literally the same, I used to think we're different, I don't think we're different. I think we're a little bit better off than whites because we, we're around black people and we can see their potential. But if you are, are, are really looking through the lens of white people, even at your black sisters and brothers, you'll still treat them like white people. I'm going to say it again. I think we're better off than a lot of white people because we're able to see black people do things Whereas a lot of whites are on the other side of town and hardly ever interact with black people. They, they're really, really, really messed up as far as how they see black people because they, they don't interact with black people unless they go into the service or something like that. So I think we're a little better off. But even if you have brothers and sisters and you know their potential, if you're constantly listening to white people, and it don't have to be, it can just be, not even a white face, just the way it is, the the the, the, work, the definitions that's out there, the standard. It's still white, still white. It can just be, uh, just it's these people defining everything, and they don't always put a white face. They can even stick a black face in front of you, a black professor that's literally regurgitating everything he learned in school from guess who. So white supremacists don't have to be white faces. That's what people don't understand. I don't go around white people, hey, this, I don't never deal with them, so I don't understand what you're saying, brother. They don't understand. This system, it's like when you see just the infrastructure. If you're going down the road, Brother Kenway, I'm going to bring him on here in a second, my co-host, he's a truck driver, and he goes up and down the highways. He see a lot of beauty in America. And if he's not careful, what he's looking at, he'll, be, he'll say something like this. Maybe not him, but somebody might say something like this on up and down the highways. Boy, look at what they build. Look what they're doing over there. Wonder what they're building over there. Wonder they, 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 they. That they that I talk about on the show a lot, that they really you're saying white males. Wonder what they doing. Wonder what they build. These people, man, why are they doing like this? Police 
you know, you're talking to the police, you tell you about the law, and they say, man, why do they have that law? They this, they that. You're talking to your, some friends or relatives, and they're talking about something they're getting ready to build or, or some law, and, you, and everybody hollering about this they, this they. In America, there's this big giant called the they. They doing this, they doing that. They don't want to say, you know, they don't. Who is the they? It's the white man. So a lot of times we're giving him credit for things. Uh, we give him credit for a lot of things. Everything, it's like the they is what's raising us. And we give him credit for everything. Now, I'm going to talk about in this series, brothers and sisters, how that the they y'all talking about, a lot of what they have really is stolen from Africans which is the cradle of civilization. A lot of what you see, like the concept of highways, highways, the, the whole concept of a street with, a with, you know, a highway, that's an African concept, downtown uh, centers, shopping centers. That's straight from Nile Valley civilization. So a lot of things we see that really isn't theirs, but because we don't know that, we have credited everything to them, and that's the worst That's the worst part of white supremacy is accrediting something to them that's not even theirs. Now, I say they, myself, I have to be careful because I don't believe that this group of people that classify themselves as white is even a, a, a group of people, but I don't think the father sees them. Are they related to each other? Of course they are. Human beings, of course they are. But their origins is not in Europe. Their origins is from Africa. So it's, it's, it's a lot, but it's like an onion. We're going to open it tear, open, open it up layer by layer tonight. So I'm going to take my time, slow it down a little bit. I'll probably talk a little slow before we go in that second gear. Again, you've tuned into the Five Swoops Song Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I'm writing a book. And I made up my mind I'm not going to stop talking about this I'm not going to stop having these Sunday shows until this book is published. So I'm determined to give the enemy a black eye. He is not going to silence me. I ran into a lot of obstacles with the book. So I said, you know what, the enemy is trying to stop me from getting this book out. So I said what I would do is just put it out on the, uh, and some people say, that's dangerous what you're doing, brother, because somebody can take your information, go write a book and make money. That's true. This is the number one thing you don't do in writing. You don't put your stuff out like this. But I don't care. It ain't my information. It's the Father's information. It's what he gave me. And if I don't market and make a living like some some people, some of y'all be doing, that's just me. It's God's work. It ain't my work. It ain't something I invented. White supremacy is not mine. Uh, the Father's solution for white supremacy is not mine. It's all his business, kingdom work. So y'all want to go ahead and act like you created a lot of what I'm saying. Do it. All right, but again, you've tuned into the Fox News Network. I'm Brother Seth. I have Brother Kenwin Castleberry all the way in Tyler, Texas, going to be joining me tonight. And uh, uh, let me bring this brother on because I'm really glad that he joins joining us again tonight. Brother Castleberry, your line is open. I want to welcome you again back to the Fox News Network. I never take anybody's uh, participation for granted. Thank you, brother, for coming on. Say hello to the people. Shalom, shalom, everybody. Glad you made it. I'm glad I made it in. Uh, I do truck drive, as uh, Seth pointed out. So, um, hey, man, I got. I'm very actable to be on the show, and uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I know you do too. If you tuned in uh, to talk about serious stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah I'm glad to be in, Seth. And uh, how are you, brother? 
I'm doing real good, brother. I'm doing real good. I had a had a rough time getting this show together, you know, getting the energy together. I always get excited once I started talking and sharing. But people think these shows are easy. They're not easy. And one day I'm going to, I'll probably do 50 things on every single show to get it going. I, I literally do about 50 things to be where we're at right now, from writing the shows to pictures to, you know, putting together the checking the grammar, the, uh, just a bunch of things, calling people, setting up stuff, calling blog talk, setting up each show. Um, anyway, but let's do this, Brother Kenwin. I want to uh, I want to talk a little bit not tonight. We're going to just start off real slow. And I want to make sure you understand what I'm trying to say where it relates to white supremacy. I'll pick on you, and uh, you can kind of think like some of the callers out there that may be listening tonight or even in the future. Uh, and again, brothers and sisters, you can press one if you're on the phone lines if you want to ask a question to uh, myself or Brother Kenwin. Uh, question or comments, go ahead and press one on the phone lines in the chat room. We're watching, monitoring the chat room. You can go ahead and type your question. I will get to that question as soon as I can. All right? And again, I just want to remind everybody to follow the, follow us. Follow us, follow us, follow us. We don't get paid, uh, and so uh, this is how we make our presence known on social media through following us. You simply go to blogtalkradio.com slash five underscore smooth underscore stones. Click on the follow button and just answer the few questions there. Also, share these programs. Brothers and sisters, you're going to hear something tonight I guarantee you have never heard. Not that I'm trying to say stuff out there and trying to make the show hyped up and anything like that. It's just it's just already is because you're going to hear things you just don't hear every, every, other places. And if you do, you just do. But I'm telling you, what the Father's given me, I promise you, you're not going to hear it. If you do hear it, you won't hear it quite like. It's kind of like when you share things. When the Father gives you things, isn't that yours? Well, I'm just saying the same thing. I'm not trying to be smart than anybody else. A lot of you have knowledge and information, insight, I can't even touch. So it's not a competition or anything like that, but I promise you, brother, you'll see what I mean when we get to talking. You're going to hear some angles on this idolatry you have never thought of, never even thought cross your mind. And then you're going to find out, unfortunately, brothers and sisters, that a lot of us are participating and practicing this evil doctrines. We're believing and acting out evil philosophy, this evil philosophy with our children. We're, we're practicing this evil philosophy with our, here we go, our husbands, our wives, and unfortunately and sadly, even the way we look at ourselves, we look at our life through the lens of white men. That's all there is to it. So I said, what's wrong with that? Well, what's wrong with it, if those white men are not sold out to the Father and they're doing it his way, you're only going to grow as far as what they say and what they deem is God and what they deem is you and what they deem is them. You're going to just be a, 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 a pretty much a microcosm of what they are. You're just going to perpetuate whatever they are about. And, again, so-called whites out, so-called white brothers and sisters that are really Africans with less pigmentation, is only 10% of the world population. You're missing 90% of other human beings and how they express the Father and their relationships with the Father and how to look at life and how to look at money and how to look at everything on the earth. 
you're missing that by following one group of people because they dominate so. What's wrong with that, brothers? I mean, what's what's the word of, of, of what they're saying versus what the Indians are saying? India, I'm talking about, people in India. Well, the problem is, the Bible sent us out in twos. Christ said he sent us out in twos, the evangelists, those that called to evangelize. He sent them out in twos because he knew sometimes you might not be able to hear the Father. Or let me use a better example. The five-fold ministry, the apostle, the teacher, the, the prophet. The reason why you got these five different functions is because it's like a check and balance system. You can't just have one person dictating everything. Or, or here's an even better example than that. The Bible tells us not to be an island unto ourselves. Basically, the Father said not to be an island unto yourself and to fellowship with other believers because other believers is at different walks. And, Brother Ken, when some people are going to be close to the Father than others, so when you bounce certain things off of them, they're going to be able to really give you clear direction versus some of our friends or, or some of the people we fellowship with. They may not be able to hear the Father, and they may be carnal just like you are or as you, if, you're going, if you're going through a valley and you can't hear. They're going to be where you're at, but somebody ain't going to be where you're at. Everybody ain't down all the time. Everybody's ears are not dull all the time. There's some people that can really hear from the Father. So this is why we're supposed to fellowship, because when we're all into ourselves, we're no match for the enemy. So that's kind of what white supremacy is. If you just listen to white males, expect that they're not born again. Like this system of white males that run this country, that's the new world order. We're not supposed to be following them. That's the new world order. They control a lot of our churches. Not all of our churches, but they're influencing our churches. How about that? The new world order is influencing our belief system. The new world order is influencing the Bible. The new world order is influencing our sexuality. They slowly but surely bring in the homosexual agenda. They slowly but surely turning men into women, effeminate. They're making men effeminate. They're making women more masculine. They're slowly changing the development of our bodies. With the GMO, the, 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 the foods being engineered, they're slowly changing the DNA of our bodies. Now, we, you don't show skipping, we need to be listening to somebody else outside, breaking outside of the white male. And we got to be not fools into thinking everything from Africa is of God or anything of India is of God. Again, we need to be fellowshipping with different minds and I think different countries and different different belief systems as they follow Christ, that is. Brother Kenwood, I've said a lot. We'd love, we'd love to know your comment on the things that I've just said. And then I want to, uh, after you comment, then I want to ask you about the definition of white supremacy. Uh, how you're getting it from me. What are you thinking I'm... What are you what are you understanding me to define white supremacy? So I'm asking you two questions. Any comments on anything you just heard first and then we'll talk about what you feel like I'm defining white supremacy as second. All right. Allow, well, me, to um, Allow me to play in the background as people of God because I'm trying to stay on this anthem. We really got to come together as a as a as a body of Christ and not just black and white. And that's all I'm playing this song for, brothers. It's way in the background. <laughs> Okay, just so y'all know that the spirit of this show tonight is really on me, that we are truly the people of God, united by Christ, and there is no Jew nor Greek, white 
nor black. There is no color. There is even no, no male and female in Christ. We're all spirits. Well, why do you need to talk about the Hebrew thing? I said it earlier. To understand what's going on in prophecy, to understand what Israel is doing, to understand who are these African Americans, to understand, here we go, here we go, who are these people that's ruling over them? And what is God called? What is what is their forecast? What is going to happen to them that rule over us? So you got to know who the Israelites are. Yes, it's fleshly. Moving forward with your relationship with the Father, it don't it don't weigh it don't have no weight on it. I don't believe it has no weight because the Father is not concerned with our fleshly identity. But he does talk about doing uh, something with the remnant of the natural Israelites. But if you read, read closely, it's only because their hearts are being circumcised into that spiritual Jew. In other words, they're Israelites, but they have the faith in Christ. So that's why he really doing the work with them, not so much their DNA. Brother Kenwin, any comments on anything I said, and then I'm going to come back and ask you the second part, which is how are you... How are you getting the definition of white supremacy from this teaching? But anything other than that at this time, please. Oh, okay. Uh, the fellowship part. Um, I yeah, I, I I view fellowship the same way. Um, it, uh, but I mean, you put a little bit more to it, and I, that I didn't think about. But yeah, uh, fellowship is a great thing, man, and just. I I kind of sum everything up what you just said into iron sharpens iron. But uh, yeah, but when you go into the details, you're right. Uh, uh, some of us do is like in tune with the Father. It's um, uh, you can kind of look at it like uh, the elder and uh, you know the the young man. Um, not that they're both brothers in Christ. However, one may be a little bit more wise or in tune or, you know, able to accept certain things, see things that the other one can't see. You know, it's a teamwork effort type of thing. And fellowship kind of brings that out, man, because uh, we're all soldiers for Christ. And so the sparring, the uh, the, the interaction with each other, is, uh, I can see the benefits in that. Uh, as far as white supremacy um, and my understanding of it or how I've, view you and your understanding of it is uh-huh. that um okay white supremacy is what governs this uh not just this country but the world it's a world spread uh entity in itself and uh you kind of make it sound like it's it got out of control or or there's a selected few very few people that actually wields this thing and uh, you're 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 attempting to expose it, expose that it's just a few, and everybody else. We're all victims of it, including the whites themselves. Um, that's the way I kind of view how you see it, you know. Uh, and um, yeah, so uh, to kind of say it plainly, that's kind of that's how I view how you see it. Okay, the yeah. way I see it. Is that they? It's it's more than just a few, because uh, I, I I really do think that 
there's just a bunch of helpers, I, like a pyramid shape. I believe there's are few at the top, but right there in the middle, right below it, um, there's people's the sheriffs. There's this bunch of people that keeps this thing in order. And below the sheriffs, you got deputies, you got other there's layers, and they're all one. They're all in the same. When you get to the bottom, you got the people who's at the bottom making everything happy, and they look for the top to rain down on them so they can keep this thing going, and they're all in tune. Now, the ones outside of their loop, they want full control over them. They want to, you know, they don't want them suppressing them. That I, I view it all. That pyramid is one whole thing. But it seems like you're just kind of looking at the very top. See the difference? So uh, that's that's basically uh, the kind of different perspectives that we're coming from. All right. I'll pass it to you I, now, brother. Well, I kind of I agree with you. I agree with you. And I want to read something. And this is Daniel 8. Book of Daniel, chapter 8, brothers and sisters, those of you that want to turn in your scriptures. This is really important. Brother Kenwin is right. I, I think that, and Brother Kenwin, make sure I don't get sidetracked because we got to read Daniel 8. But um, okay. I believe when Israel turned their back on the Father, the rest of the world had already turned their back. The Father talks about in Joel, Jeremiah, still still we're going to go to the book of Daniel, but just real quickly. In the book of Jeremiah 16, (laughs) the father talks about how he was angry with Israel and that he was going to call all of the nations trying to find it here, brothers and sisters. He was going to call all of the nations down to Israel and to utter his judgment against them. Now think about this. He said he will call all the nations north of Israel down to Israel Actually, he called them the families. I will call all of the families of the north. If you want to uh, follow with, follow with me, uh, brother Kenwin, where you driving? I don't, I don't want you to, but no, this, I'm not driving. I'm not driving. Oh, okay, this is Jeremiah one fifteen. Jeremiah one fifteen. Okay, a, Jeremiah. Uh, yeah, the book of Jeremiah uh, one fifteen. This is the father speaking. Now, listen what he says. He's angry with Israel, and he's telling what is about to happen. He says, for lo, I will call all of the families of the kingdoms of the north, said the Lord, and they shall come, and they shall set everyone his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem, and against all the walls thereof about, and against all of the cities of Judah. One more time. For lo, I will call, and here's the Father calling all, he's emptying out Europe, because he said all. If he would have said, I'm calling some, then I can't say all. He literally is saying in this verse, I'm calling all Europeans down to Jerusalem. Listen to it for yourself, brothers and sisters. 
For lo, I will call all of the families of the kingdoms of the north, saith the Lord, and they shall come, and they shall set every one his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem. Throne, setting up, basically just setting up camp, setting up power, setting up, just setting up. That's all thrones mean. At the entering of the gates of Jerusalem and against all of the walls thereof. See, all the walls, you can't have a throne, 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 all, all, all. So it can't mean throne like some of y'all think. It just means they're going to set up shop. Powers. Uh-huh. Yeah. All of the walls, think about all, how many walls there is. You, you have a throne, 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 throne. That's not what that means. They're just going to come and set up every one of his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem. Everyone set up at the gates of Jerusalem and against all of the walls thereof round about and against all of the cities. So they're just going to basically take over the cities of Judah. Now think about this for a minute. Brothers and sisters, whether or not y'all believe so-called African Americans are the, tri- are the real tribes of Israel, we talk about white supremacy. I'm going back to Daniel here in a second. But whoever the Israelites are, don't y'all think this scripture is really strange? Whoever you think Israel are, think about it. The Father called all of the nations of the north down to that little old town. That's how it became white. Now, early on, maybe the people in the north was dark. But today, if he floods that little area with all of the families of the kingdom of the north, that's all the crusades were, a flooding of the families of the kingdoms of the north. Pope Urban II was is known to be the one that gave that speech, let's go and wrestle the hands out of the those wicked people pretty much. So, brothers and sisters, I want to talk about how they broke down the Israelites because they could have fought them. So I want to go over now. I just want to show you all how they was called. They have business in Israel. They don't have no business. Yeah, they do. They don't have no business in Israel, brother. Them Gentiles, yeah, they do. The Father called them. The Father called them. So what did they have? Spears and, uh, you know, no. They had whatever the weapons were are of that time. I'm about to show you all how I believe the weapons that they had, the most recent weapon, is the philosophy of white supremacy. You don't need tanks. You don't need guns. You don't need swords. All you need is for your victims to have ears and eyes. They only have to have ears. They have to have eyes. Or they don't have to have eyes. They have their ears. They just need to hear and see. That's all your victim needs. Because once they hear what these people say, and then looking at how these people are so different. Brother Kenwin, here is how it works. The people look so different. They must be superior. There's no other people that look like them. Not as a nation. There's white people all over the world, always have been since Adam. Well, not Adam, but going way back to Leviticus. There's always had these white-skinned people pop out of dark-skinned people. 
So that's not new. But a nation of them, that's why white supremacy is so easily believed. And people just, because it's a, it's, a, it's a marvel. It's a marvel for the mind to see a group of white people doing anything. Today it's not, but back in the day when all these nations were dark and here come these people, that was a, a great marvel. I know, just just follow my folly for a, for a minute. I know some of y'all thinking I'm smoking on something. Just follow me for a second. If it's true with Mendel, the white um, anthropologist, and Leakey, the white anthropologist, these, these, these scientists have said, they were scientists. If it's true what they were saying, that the worlds were black first, and I'm only quoting whites because some of y'all, ain't just, you just this is a white supremacist show, and some people just ain't going to hear what black folks say. So I try to prove my stuff with white people. But I can mention Dr. Ben, Ivan Van Sertimer, Jay Rogers, black folks saying the same thing. But these powerful scientists that the world respect said the worlds were dark. If that's true, when they saw the first Europeans, what do you think they thought? So when you come and you have this philosophy that you're superior, and then we say, oh, I don't believe you, and then you do something with a thing called a gun, and somebody standing beside me fall dead, and I ain't never seen that before, that is scary and amazing. So a lot of parts of our world weren't used to gunpowder, weren't used to the the way these people do because they are, when I say they, I'm talking about the people that came from Africa into Europe. Keep in mind they had been abused by Africans. They are Africans. And they was mistreated. There was some bitterness in their hearts from being rejected. They had to go into those kills. They went north where it was better conducive for their for their condition. And uh, they begin to 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 do what human beings do with the same type of um, challenges. They begin to have babies and more babies and more babies. And, and when it's cold, you have more sex than you do when it's hot. Cause all you do, all you you always up on each other. When it's hot, you out trying to do all kinds of things. When it's cold, you just up on each other. So they grew mighty fast. The philosophy I believe that they got, I don't think came from them at all, because early history teaches us that the early Europeans worshipped black people. Something happened where they it flipped, and I think it was Satan. I think it was evil. And it had to be something strong enough to break down Israelites and the rest of the world. Because the Israelites had evil people. The rest of the world had evil people. The rest of the world had greedy people. How are these people in Europe going to outsmart them when the other, when both sides are evil, wicked, greedy? How are the Europeans going to do it? They have to have something extra. And I think right. that came from Satan the philosophy of white supremacy. And that's what why I'm doing this show. So I want to just go ahead and uh, read the scriptures. Um, this is the book of Daniel, chapter 8, verses 23 through 25. 
Listen to this, Daniel. In the book of Daniel, right, chapter 8, verse 23. And I'm going to play my song here in the background. Again, the people of God. It's just on my spirit. Y'all just put up with me for the night. I won't have it too loud where it over, overtake me, but I just want the spirit of this show to be about working in unity tonight with our brothers and sisters all across the globe. And again, if you're, in a, if you're listening to us in one of those 30 countries, it's actually over 30 countries that listen to us, uh, welcome again to the Five Stone Network. Um, again, I'm Brother Seth. I have Brother Kenwood Castleberry on the line, always from Tyler, Texas. And um, brothers and sisters, everybody's welcome on this show tonight, especially those Israelites in the diaspora and uh, listening to us, uh, our family tribes. And we know you're listening. We just know it by the Spirit. You listen, and a lot of this is resonating with you. But even if it don't, and you are not an Israelite, and you're one of the other ethnic groups, including white people, so-called white people, just know you're loved on this show. Your pain is 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 considered on this show. There's a changing of the guard, and we ain't just, at least I'm not, uh, speak for myself. I guess I have to speak for myself here because I, I can't speak for other people. I just can't. You know, other people are other people. But I care about those whites that have been used to being in power and, and now all of a sudden they have to give up. They're giving up all types of areas of life that they have never had to give up. I'm, I'm concerned for their pain because pain is relevant. It may not, you know, those people that are saying, you know, forget them. Who cares about them? All right. Uh, Oh, excuse me there, but uh, I feel for them, and I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. That's not the right word. I I I I just feel for them, and I hope that the Father is able to soothe their pain as they submit to Him and give it up because it's time. So I feel for them. I feel for them, but it's time of the, for this changing of the guards. Your world, your future might not be that of white people, but it's time for that change. And the most important thing is, is your spiritual state and your spiritual peace and who you really, really are. We're not our skin. Some of us, they act like it. I may every once in a while say something boastfully about being black. Just know at the end of the day, the Father don't give a hoot about that. It's who we are in the spirit. The Bible says, Yah or Yahweh or Yahuwah is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So just know that. Having said that, i got to read these scriptures. And remember, this is the word. This is the Father talking, not Brother Seth. Brother Ken, would you want to go ahead and read that for me? I mean, you, you, if you're going to read Moody, you're not, I'll read it. Just tell me the truth. Yeah, 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 sure. I, Won't you all right, uh, Daniel chapter 8, and you said start at 23, right? Right. Okay. <clears throat> and in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce confidence. When he says, and in the latter time, remember, he's not talking about the day this was wrote. He's talking about 
later on in, 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 in time, mankind time. And he says when the transgressors are come to a full, when do you think that is? That's got to be like the end of the time almost. So I believe he's talking about a start of a please. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce continent and understanding, dark sentences shall stand up, and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power, and he shall destroy wonderfully, and he shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy... Hold hold on a second, brothers and sisters. Keep this in mind. He's destroying mighty and the holy people. Now, just because you see the word holy people, people automatically think, oh, they live in holy. It's just mean the saints. We are holy people because we're in Christ. But it don't mean all of us are walking after the Spirit. That's why we're going to be destroyed. But we are holy people. Holy people can live carnal. So just don't get that wrong because you see holy people and mighty, and you think, oh, it's just people are doing everything they're supposed to do. No, people that live by the Spirit, the Bible don't contradict itself. It says in Psalm 91, He that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So just take this in context. Go ahead, brother. Okay, and through his policy, also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. Hold on a second. And he shall. At, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There it is, right there, brothers and sisters, right in front of you. There it is. And through his policy, I don't think policy is in the Bible nowhere else. I don't think it could be though. And through his Policy. Also, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. So he's doing something through policy and through his craftiness. And he's causing himself to prosper. And I'll just go ahead and read the rest of his brother Kingwin. And he shall magnify himself. In his heart, and he shall magnify himself in his heart. That goes over most people's head. Did you hear what I just said? Nobody does. It's not, that's not something people do, even in Bible times. They didn't do that. You was great because you had an army, because you had this. You don't think highly of, you don't magnify yourself in your heart. That's making up doctrine. That's making up something. You just start thinking you better. This is what it's saying. I mean, this is the one time I want to almost get another translation. Listen, it says, and he shall magnify himself in his heart. I know it's hard for people to understand what I'm about to say, but people didn't do that then. You might have a kingdom and think that, you know, 
you normally say your kingdom is bigger because you have 25,000 horses versus 10,000 horses. You have some kind of factual thing. But white supremacy is just straight up a lie. It's kind of like Wall Street, money made out of thin air. That's what these people that rule our country do. They just go where there is nothing and just make something. They create this fictitious money. And you can become rich sitting at a table at a coffee shop by creating a, a company, corporation, and put a, a product out there and just start saying what it's going to do. Folks will start buying into you whatever you're saying, and it gives it value based upon what the people's response. And then Wall Street will have you listed, and then your product will get, And you can become a millionaire and ain't got nothing really. Just the value of what you're putting out there. You can literally become wealthy out of thin air. Our money is not backed by anything but whatever the Americans say. It's the craziest thing. Gaddafi tried to do something, and we're going to get back to the scriptures, but Gaddafi tried to say, no, I want to create a monetary system based by hard, real gold. The man is dead. They didn't tolerate that. He was killed. He was going to use African gold to back up this monetary system. That's why, and everybody that read and research know that's why Gaddafi is no, no longer here. He was really pushing for that thing because they got gold in Africa. He was going to back up the mon- a new monetary system by gold and that will rival the fiat system. We have what they call a fiat money system, which means just money backed by nothing. That's what fiat, F-I-A-T, means. So... Brothers and sisters, here it says here, this man shall magnify himself in his heart and by peace, peace. What is the number one thing America hide behind? They look so peaceful. And by peace shall destroy. How can you destroy people by peace? If this ain't white supremacy on the verse, I don't know what it is. I just don't know what it is. If y'all can't see white supremacy in this verse, I don't know what else. Somebody just making up something, making themselves to be something they're not, just magnifying themselves just because. Creating a new... This is how... Listen, listen. And by peace shall destroy many. Remember the previous verse says, you destroyed the mighty and the holy people. This is not some little small thing. Creating stuff by your policy. And it goes on saying, he shall also stand up against the prince of princes. That's the Most High. It's the God of the Old Testament, Yeshua. But he shall be broken without a hand. He shall be broken without a hand. No match. No match for Yeshua. So, Brother Kenwood, yes, sir. any comments on that? Any comments on that, brother? That that right there. I can I can see I can see what you mean. I always kind of associated with the Antichrist, but I can see where you're taking it when you say white supremacy and the new world order, and uh, I can see that. So if he was to rise up. 
he will be a part of probably 1%, uh, some kind of uh, dictator that creates policy. Um, yeah, yeah, I can definitely in these days and times see that uh, him popping up, yeah, in a world-dominant uh, type of uh, figure popping up. And through peace, he shall destroy many. So uh, his attempts to uh, stop the chaos, he's going to definitely do something very drastic in the name of peace. Yeah, look at America. what I kind of take from that, yeah. Yeah, look at America. Mm -hmm. I'm here, and we don't have all these wars and all this and all the states. We don't have no coups. Nobody trying to overthrow the government. It just looks peaceful. Look mm-hmm. at America. Look at this thing. Look at this machine. Brothers and sisters, please hear your brother tonight. I'm in, still in first gear. We'll take a little break and we're going to get into second gear. I got some things for you. And I'm going to show the white supremacy in some of you. And you're going to see, oh my goodness. You're not exempt, brothers and sisters. I'm not trying to force something there that's not there either. If it's not there, it's not there. But I guarantee you, and like I said every show now, if you're born in America, educated in America, in the West, which I mean Europeans, basically white countries, if this white man raised you, listen to me, brothers and sisters, if this white man raised you, that would mean he raised you if you educate the system. If you're looking at TV, especially listening to the media, reading books in America, wrote by Americans, no matter what topic it is, it can be fiction. Listen, you're owned by these people. I'll go to my grave saying it. The only exception to this rule of people born in America is people who are in America, but America ain't in them. Well, how in the heck is that going to happen? They spend their time listening to other voices. It can be other nations talking in their culture, but be careful because a lot of nations is in a bed with America. So when you fly over to India, if you're not careful, you just get Americanism in India, Americanism in Africa, Americanism in China, Americanism in Australia, if you're not careful. But there are those dissident voices in those countries that's against the West, especially a lot of Islamic countries, and they're not trying to give in the modernization and a lot of stuff. Modernization meaning they don't like new stuff, like new malls, new buildings. That's why you notice a lot of buildings in, in the uh, Muslim countries look so old. You say, why don't they just get more buildings? They got all this oil. Why do these buildings look so old? They don't believe in modernity. They call it modernity. Modern stuff. They don't believe in that. One thing is cancer. It pollutes the air. So they believe in keeping their buildings looking like the ancient times. And they got they rolling in dope. They can be walking on the streets of gold over there in some of those oil-rich countries. So those people don't think like a white, the white man. They're against a lot. There's a guy by the name of Saeed, S-Y-E-D, Saeed Kotip. Saeed Kotip. 
Brothers and sisters, just remember this name, Saeed Kotip. Now, Saeed Kotip, <laughs> he's the father of radical Islam. Now, right now, I know some of y'all say, oh, I'm about to hang up. Bro, you just mentioned Saeed Kotip. He's pronounced his name Saeed Kotip. That's how you pronounce it, but he spelled it S-A-Y-Y-I-D. And then his last name is Q-U-T-B. Saeed Kotip is known as the father of radical Islam. He was an educator. He's from Egypt. He was an educator. He was an author. But the biggest thing about him was he's father of radical Islam. He the man. All this Islamic terror, Saeed Kotip. He the man. He came here. He wasn't like that. After he saw the West and the way we think and our, our education system, because he came to get ideas on for his education system in uh, Egypt. He came here. Listen to this, brother. I came with. Saeed Kotip mm-hmm. came He came here, and he saw America the way it was. And brothers and sisters, I'm not a Muslim. Please, y'all, don't start saying, oh, I knew it. That brother just mentioned Saeed Kotip. I am not a Muslim. I don't believe in radical radical Islam to some degree. I think you know they're speaking against wickedness. I'm with them, but I don't I don't agree with suicide bombers and a lot of that. But I do like what Saeed Kotib said in his book called Milestone. He was known by this book called Milestone. Brother Kenwin Castleberry, if mm-hmm. you've never bought a book in your life, and I know you have. You should get the book Milestone. This man came to this country as an innocent person, just wanting to learn about the American way because he saw America thriving. He wanted to learn their education system and go back to Egypt and and share it. Instead, he came back with a revelation of revelations, he said. He came back saying, America is hell. It's hell. Oh, my God. Brothers and sisters, you here in Egypt, I'm here to tell you, you need to fight to make sure those people do not bring any of that to this country. Oh, my God. He even had issues with black folk. I kind of got a little offended, but he was telling the truth. He, was, he didn't like how we boogie all the time and not pay attention to what's going on. Saeed Kotep was talking about white women, how they act like whores, and they wear these shoes and offices, and how they always, why are they dressing like a whore just to go be secretary? He, he analyzed our culture down to every minute way in his book, Milestones, and he said, America is hell. Fight to keep it out of the Muslim countries at any cost. Die if you have to. We must not let them come into the sanctuary. You know, over there they call their country the sanctuary. All Muslim, call, all Muslim countries call their country the sanctuary. But they really mean like the universal Muslim world being a sanctuary. So when, when America's our troops go over there, they call it, you're, you're entering, y'all got tanks in our sanctuary. That's how they see it. Anyway, that man is responsible for a lot of this radical Islam you see across the world. Now, I don't necessarily agree with his solution on what to do about America, but I do like him saying, 
you should fight that they not come in our country because you know what? That's how America feels. Let somebody come over here and set up their tanks here. They're going to be like, get up out of Texas. Get up out of Idaho. Get up out of uh, 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 Illinois. Get up out of our country. Why you got these tanks over here stationed here in Idaho or stationed or whatever state that they somebody want to bring their military? They're going to be like, you better get up out of our country. So how come it's so wrong when Muslim people say it? So I agree with them on that. But the biggest thing and the reason why I brought up all this, brothers and sisters, is Saeed Kocha found something out that I'm trying to portray, I'm trying to articulate to the listeners. Go listen to somebody else outside of these people in America. Break away from America, man. Listen to other blogs in other countries. Listen to other entertainment of the countries. Read other things outside of America. Listen to the Chinese, how they think. Not the, those in power in the bed with the West, but dissident voices. Those disgruntled with the government in China. Those disgruntled with the, the government in Nigeria. Listen to those little guys in those countries. They're on the net, too. Listen to those that don't have millions of followers. The more followers they got, the less you should listen to them. Listen to the little guys in Nigeria, the little guys in China, the little guys in uh, uh, just Australia, the little, little guys in all these other countries. Listen to them. Listen to philosophers in other countries. White men ain't the only one with a brain. And a lot of what we hear in America, we'll take a little break, Brother Ken, when, after, I, after I get your comment on this. Brothers and sisters, a lot of what you're saying is stolen legacy. It's just stolen. It's just stolen. Black folks had this stuff first. It's just stolen. What you're calling and attributing and, and, and giving praise to the white man for, it's just stolen legacy. It's not his in the first place. White people do all this stuff you're looking at. But... Time to switch to the next gear. Then now we're coming to your house, brothers and sisters. I said we're coming to your house after the break. Where is this germ? Where is this evil that brother said you're talking about in my house and in my mind and in my family? That's coming up next. Brother Kenwin Castleberry, any comments on what you've heard? Please, sir, love to hear before we take this break. All right, yeah, I believe there are like a lot of voices uh, that's going unheard around the world that you can tattoo, and that's the, one of the beauties of the internet that you could uh, travel around the, you know, the world and uh, and look at these uh, or listen to these teachers, um, you know, express their views, uh, their opinions, and uh, yeah, that's something that we could uh, do more more often. All right, and uh, I think the Israelites do a pretty good job of uh, uh, the Hebrew Israelites because a lot of the stuff that's floating around comes from uh, various people around the globe, you know, because we're yeah. scattered abroad. Yeah, and so Absolutely. they hear the different people. But uh, but at the same time, what what it caused is I, I you know say it real shortly that we all got this different understanding because they went around the world. At the same time, we're not uh, – the uh, only thing that unites us is the fact that we recognize we're Israel. Every little detail about everything else, 
different opinions about it. And so uh, that's the complex situation that we're in right now. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got on that right now, sir. Well, Brother Kenwood, again, I'm glad you're riding along with me. I mean, I do this show. This show is designed for Brother Seth just to talk about the book and then maybe take some callers if I desire or not. I don't have to take the calls if I don't want to because I just really want to get this information out. And I promise you, before it's over with, remember I said these words. People, once they, people probably tune in probably to eight shows from now, they'll start really listening. And they're going to go back and listen to Paul 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, because they're going to want every word of this once. It's just that a lot of people don't know about this show. But once they find that, I guarantee you, it's going to be the Father because he wants us clean. This is sin, brothers and sisters. This, this, this way of looking at yourself, looking at others, looking at the world, looking at God through the eyes of this white man is wrong. It's wrong as two left shoes. The Father wants you to seek him and he be the one to give you information so just like adam walking in the coolest day holding hands with the father somebody said well you can't get that list to the indians they they do it the same way yes but again you need to listen to as many saints as you can not the new world order but saints there's some white people under the sound of my voice they are following that ruach kakadesh or the holy spirit and they can be trusted but so can the black brother who lives across the street from him. How come you only can hear from this white man? How can we only hear from white people? I love all people, as I said. I'm not on no hatred, hate the white man kick. Y'all should know that by now. I say it too much. But I love all people. I really do. And I think white people are being hurt and harmed, their children, their family, their legacy. Everything about them is being harmed through white supremacy. They need those non-black voices, those non-black perspectives as bad as we need them. Because we are the people of God as I played that song. Call by his name. Call from the dark. Delivered from shame. One holy race. Saints everyone. Because of the blood of Christ. Brother Seth is just trying to unite us as a as a as a people, as as a church tonight. I'm not on a black thing. Never have never really was, but Tonight, for sure, I'm trying to get whites and blacks and everybody, anyone in front of my voice, really, Indians listening, because we've got over 30 countries. I want to keep talking about just white people. we got a lot of people listening. Again, Israelites in the diaspora of the Kenwin, they're listening. They say, you know what, he's in America, but I'm going through the same thing where I'm at. Brothers and sisters, you don't have to have white skin to promote white supremacy. It's Satan's, Satan's choice. It's Satan's tool that he's using to dismantle like the scriptures we just read. Mighty ones and the holy people of God. <laughs> Think I'm lying. That's the truth. But the king will be right back Take a little short break. Brothers and sisters, again, you've tuned to the Five Soul Network. I'm here with um, Brother Kenwin Castleberry and you, uh, callers on the phone lines as well as those of you in the chat room. And those of you just going to be listening in the archives in the, in the years to come. Again, thank you for tuning in. Y'all haven't heard anything yet. I promise that. Remember I said that. Taking a break. We'll be right back. 
amen, amen, amen. And he is coming again. Much power. Setting up his throne in Jerusalem. Those that have been beheaded and, and martyred is going to rule with him for a thousand years. After that, white throne judgment, the new heaven, new earth, and the Father will come and be with the Son. Some will, some will be subdued under the Father. First Corinthians, I think, 13 talks about that. He must reign until his enemies be made his footstool. That was Phil Driscoll, brothers and sisters. Um, brothers and sisters, <laughs> this topic is really, 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 really sobering for me. The Father called me. The Father used, the, the Father exposed white supremacy to me many years ago. And how he did it was he showed proof. He showed me I was a white supremacist. I'm not going to go into those questions I asked that he he asked me, or what the spirit uh, I think put to me. And as I answered the questions, it's almost like the answers was put up on a wall. And I looked at the answers, brothers and sisters, and brother King, when your line is open, and. It was as if the answers by itself convicted me. One so much as possible, thou art a white supremacist. You hear me, Brother Kenwin? All right, yeah, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, it wasn't so much that the Father said you're a white supremacist, just that I felt in my spirit he was just showing me your answers is that of a person that is a white supremacist. He asked me a multitude of questions. And y'all, for time's sake, you're going to have to go back and listen to the other shows. This is about our third time dealing with this. And some of you really is trying to change. You're really seeking the Father's uh, spirit about this. So I want to take this time to tell you what's the name of these people. <laughs> All of the shows are called The Myths of White Supremacy, Our World's Covert ruling religion and the very first one we did really was when we dealt with white supremacist Joshua Burgess kills his own black daughter um, actually if we can even go back further than that the, the, probably the first time we dealt with this uh, is how subtle white supremacy is in all Americans how subtle white supremacy in all Americans hinder God's blessing. This was on June the 5th. Then we did another show called uh, on June the 12th. Y'all, these shows are recorded, so y'all can re rewind what I'm saying. Did another show talking about white burgesses, white supremacists that killed his black daughter. Then after that, we started naming the show The Myths of White Supremacy, Our World's Covert Ruling Religion. And that brings us up to today. So this is about our fourth or fifth time talking about this. So I've, I've on several shows talked about how the Father began to ask me questions, and I think it was just the Holy Spirit trying to cleanse me because I was really, really serious about the Father. And that's the prerequisite, y'all. We have to be really serious about living right and doing right and wanting to be like 
Father and wanted me to purge us of all unrighteousness. That's where I was. And he revealed this thing in me, y'all. And um, he asked me, I'll just go ahead and go over it for the 18th time. Because <laughs> some of y'all are just not tuning to these shows. And I, I just don't want, you, don't want you to miss out. But the Father, through the Spirit, this question was asked, Seth, what's a good education? What's a good education? And I answer, a good education is Harvard, Yale, um, you know, John Hopkins. Uh, uh, I just start naming all these colleges and saying, what's beauty standard? So I begin to define, Brother Castleberry, what beauty was to me. And I said, well, probably a girl, probably light-skinned, not, you know, high. I don't even think I said not high yellow. I think I just said light-skinned. Uh, but I like all kind of girls. But I, if you say what's the prettiest, who's the prettiest, and just tell the truth, if you have to pick one, I will probably go with the lighter-skinned girl, more pointed nose, not pointed, pointed, but just more not flat, uh, really small. <laughs> Really small, thin lips, kind of like a Jane Kennedy kind of look, or Halle Berry kind of look. I'm gonna be honest. And uh, you know, high cheekbones, you know, just kind of. And so, and then it says to me, if you're dying, if you're dying, who would you want to operate on you? And I just these questions just come to me. Don't ask me, brothers and sisters, why I don't know. I just was coming to me, and I was just thinking, just. And they came, and I said, well, if I was dying, I could just, and I said, how would your team of doctors look? You're not going to have no one doctor. How many doctors? I'll think about four or five doctors. If I was dying, as they said, you can get any doctor all over the world. And I thought about flying in, people from Europe and all places and like that. And they, I could see them. It was all white. One of them had a bald head, and they all, well, yeah, well, well we think this, this this could be it. And, you know, I was just, and research is proven. You know, they're talking with each other, and that's, this is the real, this is the real deal. The brightest mind of our time about to operate on me. That's who I wanted. White doctors. <laughs> What's a good neighborhood? <laughs> I said, well, a good neighborhood would be like, you know, like you're going down the street in a big old house. You'd be like, wow, look at this. Now, in this, in my mind, wasn't nobody outside playing. Because normally when you go to nice neighborhoods, nobody outside playing. You just see mansions here, and you go around the corner and go, oh, look at that. Oh, they got a pool. Oh, look at that. I saw a house the other day. It was on the lake. These fools had a a diving board into the lake in Arlington, Texas. <laughs> you know, I think it's something like that. Like, oh, that'd be nice. Oh, well, yeah. So I thought that was a neighborhood. So questions like this kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. And I answered. And then when I answer brother Kenwin it's like all these answers begin to come and I saw the beautiful woman and it was more like a white woman it was like trying to be a white woman and the education why did I mention a black college why did I mention just one I didn't all of them was white then when it came down to dying come on the, the greatest heart surgeon it's right now the education. Ben Carson, why not think of him? He ain't the only one, but it's a lot of great black surgeons. Why not think of him? I didn't. Neighborhood. Why not think, you know? 
good country. It's all about America and Spain. And what's a beautiful country? What's a beautiful country? You know? So it came to me. These are the answers of a white supremacist. Some of y'all right now are saying, well, I ain't going to lie. I don't have no problem with your answers. That's because you're a white supremacist. No, really, you're a white supremacist. Oh, brother, that's a stretch. Come on. No, no, really and truly. This is a true answer. What's an education? What's a good education? A good education is wherever they're giving good information out. What do you mean a good education? What's a good college? What do you mean? You mean colleges that are accepted by white companies? Or are you talking about a college where you get really educated? You get really educated wherever you apply yourself at. If you go to Harvard and you listen to everything they say, you get an A, you don't forget nothing you ever learn at Harvard, knowledge is knowledge. You don't care where you hear it at. It's just that if you hear something at Howard, and you hear something at Yale and you get your degree, the world expects Harvard more. But it don't mean that the knowledge, the same way you learn how to solve this equation in Howard, is not going to work because the people at Harvard say it's the same knowledge. Knowledge don't care who had to jump in. It's the same. If you got a scientist, the experiment, if it works at Howard, it's going to work at Harvard. What do you mean a good education? What do you mean a It's just wherever you apply yourself. Beauty? <laughs> in Bible days, white skin was frowned upon. If white skin was frowned upon, that means light skin was frowned upon. Because light skin is a product of white mixing with dark. The darker the skin, the more beautiful it was. I believe now, some schools of thought think this, that, and I can go with this too, that the most be- the most original people were brown, not dark, dark. But the only thing I have to ask those people is how does brown, who going to produce these black, black, black babies that come out? How can you produce a black, black, black baby that come out and you brown? So black, black, black has to be the origin. It's just after a while it become hated because it was so, it became a minority. Not because white people, it's just because people moved to different parts of the climate. I'm talking about people with black, 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 and brown. No white right now. When they were black, 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 as the world began to move on, people in the environment, because things were cursed, started getting colder, people started getting lighter. I think it's even brown is a res- kind of a recessive trait from dark, dark, dark. So I think the original Adam then was dark, dark, dark. I just believe that. And as the earth began to suffer sin and the, the earth began to get cold, people's skin started getting lighter brown. So there's no way in heck... Light skin would have been beautiful back then. There's just no way. And everything was more warmer, so, you know, I think the noses wasn't flat, flat, but I don't think they was pointed, pointed. Pointed nose have to do with cold climates. So the older nose have to have been wider. So we, when we call beauty, beauty is going to be a dark skin. Probably pug nose, they, what they call pug nose, which is kind of not pointed, oh, not oh, flat. <laughs> I'm being real. I, it, it's got to be, be a nose in between, like the Ethiopian. It's got to be like that. Actually, Ethiopian is, is too pointed. 
uh, Ethiopian is not in a hot climate, so it can't be too cold. I think it's more, but more of an Ethiopian kind of look. Has to be. And then it had to have really been really shapely. The women had to. Women Strong with a lot features. of features. Yeah, <laughs> not right. True, true. Women with shapes. Not to have a shape is a recessive trait. You can't go from not having a shape and produce a shapely woman. You have to be a shapely woman, and something happened with sin and all that, and then you don't you lose your shape. As you get older, you lose your shape. <laughs> So the more shapely is the origin, the more dark skin is the origin. The more darker the eyes is the origin. Dark eyes can produce lighter eyes. Dark hair can produce lighter hair. So Eve had to have black eyes, not even brown, black eyes, black hair, long hair, because long hair can produce short hair. People that can't grow hair can't produce children with a whole head full of hair. So Eve had to have hair really long, like longer than you ever seen, dark, dark eyes, dark, dark skin, that had to have been the Eve look, had to have been. So when the Bible says, when, the, when somebody asked me, what is beauty, that script, when the Holy Spirit asked me that, that's what I should have gave as the answer. What's a good neighborhood? A good neighborhood is just the opposite of what I saw. You can't be going on the street in a mansion, ain't nobody in the street. That's not a neighborhood. Neighborhood is kids out playing, laughing, parents out talking with each other, enjoying the mother's safe, and it's prosperous looking. Not no hole in the wall kind of houses. So these are things God showed me. And I didn't even want to go there because I really want the people to go back and get that because I got some other fish to fry tonight. Brother Kim, with any comments on anything I've said, I've said a lot after the break, and then I want to get into, again, showing the, the listeners uh, uh, this germ, this this idolatry in their own homes. Any comments? Uh, no, 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 no comment, man. It's uh, how, how you put it together, what beauty is, defining the beauty according to the, you know, the origins of mankind. Um. I, I, I see where you're going from, you know. Uh, and when you describe your personal view and how you see it, um, you know, unfiltered, uh, yeah, I, hey, you know, that's, you know, that's yours, you know. Uh, not everybody's the same. But, yeah, yeah. Not now. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. This is my old answers. I've changed since then. All these answers have changed. But that's what I originally was. Now, I've always, I've always, I've always okay. liked, you know, in, in high school, we didn't have nothing but dark okay. to pick from and brown girls. So, of course, all black men choose then. But now, if you said, okay, you don't have to go to poly high school, you can go anywhere. That's why when black guys get wealth and they can choose anything they want, then they go after their real heart's desire. So if black men had wealth, all of us, then you would see the sickness of white supremacy clear because we would pick exclusively light-skinned girls. I think a lot of us stick with dark skin because we worry about pushback from our family, rejection from other sisters, black girls, that is, how they're going to look at us, 
But if everybody was accepting of whatever you picked and wasn't going to say nothing and was going to love her and she wasn't going to feel uncomfortable, I guarantee, I guarantee you 90% of black men will be going with white girls first. And then uh, I'm going to say first. I'm going to say white girls. I ain't going to even say light-skinned girls. It's a sickness. And you, people say, oh, that's high. I don't know about that. I don't know. But I heard brother. I can hear some brothers now say, oh, I like them chocolate. Oh, yeah, people say that. Because that's what they used to. Just because you get used to something, you pick it and you pick it and you pick it, that don't mean your first choice. So the father showed yeah. the sickness that a lot of men, not just I had, it, it was a sickness. It really is. Right, right. And you have, if it's not of God, it's going to cause pain. Now, supposing a light-skinned girl or a white girl hear what I just said, how they supposed to feel. That's somebody's daughter, too. Number one, this is what I have to say to them listening to the show tonight. They say, well, brother, if what you're saying is true, all the brothers is going to choose dark-skinned women, and we're going to be suffering like the dark-skinned sisters are. This is what I believe. Number one, there's too much emphasis put on looks. We need to be like the Islamic world. This is where I agree with Islam. Again, I'm not a Muslim. But number one, everybody needs to be covered. 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 I mean to where you darn near can only see the eyes. I agree with those women that are covered in black and you're going to see the eyes. So you're supposed yes. to be talking to that voice from that veil because that's all you can see is their eyes and what you hear her saying. That's it. So you're supposed to be dating or if you, you know what I mean, and you get to know that person, the real person, and you're supposed to fall in love with the person. Everybody. You ain't supposed to be seeing no body parts. You ain't supposed to be marrying for no body parts. Because if you're going to marry for body parts, who determines what body parts is good or bad? So what happens is when everybody's showing their body parts, then it becomes a thing of, okay, what's the best body parts? Well, no, you be. It's good if you got showing this. Again, folks, we're talking about white supremacy. All this is tying in the white supremacy and whites in the West defining everything. So don't think I'm off, okay? Again, you've tuned into the Five Swords on Network. I'm Brother Seth with Brother Ken Wynn, Casperi, all the way in Tyler, Texas. We are weaving and dealing deep into the bowels of white supremacy right now. So if you are dating and, 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 and esteeming or valuing women based upon their mind, Number one, you ain't going to go wrong because that's them. If you're looking at how they look, you can go wrong because you might marry for their body. You may marry because such as got a big butt. Or you may marry because he got a big, well, you know what? Well, who says that was the standard? You're only saying that because you're in a decadent, fallen society that's, that's got some lie up there that this is better. That's better. No, it really is better. Well, I don't know about that. Because if you marry a virgin, you're not going to know what nothing feel like. So you be happy with whatever you get because you're not going to even know to, to know what a breast look like. So when you when you have pornography, which I gave y'all testimony about my, when me struggle with that over the years, <laughs> and still do today. I ain't going to come off with holies in an hour. I still do today. But I'm claiming the victory over it, and I'm fighting. Keep me in prayer about that. 
because we grew up with that. And it's everywhere. Even when you don't look at a magazine or you're online, pornography is walking around at the mall while you're playing. It's all, it's our culture for women to be unclothed. So it's hard to, 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 to date anybody in this culture, this system that have redefined what a woman is, what beauty is. It's just hard. Brother King, with anything, I've been, anything, quickly. Uh, yeah, 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 man. Uh, I don't want to be just going, going, going. So you, if you, you can comment or not. Don't feel like you have to say something every time I call your name. But it'd be good if you do. Okay. Well, well, yeah, I'll pass on this one, man. I'm gonna leave it where it's at, brother. Well, I want to just talk about switch gears and talk about the callers listening tonight. Number one, how many of you listening on the sound of my voice use the term white and black? That white man over there, that black man over there, white man. You know white people this, you know black people that. Especially if you say the word they. If you oh, say, yeah. If you're saying they, you're feeding into white supremacy. Right there. You're not in a The language. Yeah, you've already flunked the test. Because there's no such thing. You can't group these people based upon color. God doesn't. I guarantee the Most High never says those white people on the earth causing my Hebrews problem. He don't say that. Nationality, then. Okay, Call him by the nationality? Let, let's, let's say he used nationality. So that would mean you would say Europeans, right? Right. Okay. What about the black folk living in Europe? They would be black Europeans. They, you can't say the word black. Black is invented. I mean, I don't understand what you mean. You can't say it. I, that part right there is confusing to me. We humans created this. <laughs> so yeah, when I say black, you know what I'm talking about because we created it. But my point is, if God is talking, when you say black. Yeah. When you say black, black is anything that's not white, according to what we created. So when you say European, if God say them black Europeans, mm, yeah, we know what he means, but that's not what the Bible say. I'm talking about from the Bible, how would the Father, how would the Father identify these people? Guess what? You can't. So you have to say literally Gentiles and Jews. That's the best you can do. That's the best you can do. They're too mixed. Now, we wouldn't all mix up. You can say those Philistines over there or those Jebusites over there or those Israelites over there. Back in our nations, we would be able to. But but since we mix, 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 the only thing you can call white people is Gentiles. Now, you can say if, even if you say neo-Europeans, I've heard people say that. That means Europeans of today. There's blacks over there, though. So yeah, right, right. So technically they're Europeans also. Yeah, so you can't say neo-European. Now, you right. probably can say what you said. For for us on on Earth, you can say what you just said. What Brother Kenwin just said was black Europeans. 
you could say that, and we all know what you're talking about. So it would be a good way to. Yeah, th- but that's the but that's the point, ain't it, sir? When you're speaking, you want to communicate who you're talking to. And right. They got, but, they got to understand where you, you know. Problem is when you go to understand Bible interpretation and Bible prophecy, you got to throw out all that. You get tripped up by that. I can trip you up right now with it. Those mm. people are not. There was no Europe. See, I'm, see what I mean by you can get tripped up right now. Watch this. If we're talking back in, if we resurrected Peter them, and we say Europeans, they ain't gonna know who we talking about. They gonna say anybody mm-hmm. live there. They gonna say anybody live in Europe. Most of the earth that existed, there was no Europe. Those people DNA is connected to something other than Europe. If you want to know who they are and what their calling is and all that, you want to get really deep. You just can't take their roots back to Europe. Who are okay, they? But can, I, can I can I can I interject right there just so I can be on the same page with you, brother? All right. Now you you know, right now in the setting that you're painting is during the time of Noah, right? I'm mean, I'm talking about thousands of years after Noah. Those after people, Noah, okay. Yeah, like J. A. Rogers say, like a, a, a the father of Black history, the blind man. I can't think of his name right now. Not J. A. Rogers, but uh, but he said. Before Europeans wrote their first book, I think he said it was something like, I want to say he said 20 dynasties or something. You know, a dynasty is like 100 years or something. Right, right. My point is, point is, bruh, it is not correct in Bible prophecy talk, biblical talk, to say Europe anything. They can be Europeans. I know we live okay, in America so. today, and that's all we know, but Americans can define. American, Americans can define the Bible. Americans can define who people are. This is, guess what? white supremacy this whole talk is something white males created black white europe europeans africa that place one called africa so if you want to talk bible talk if you were to resurrect the prophets and all you can't use those names i mean for real for real if you are resurrected you ain't got to go back to noah or just just the people that live in Christ's day. And you want to talk about Bible interpretation. You can't. They're not Europeans. They came from somewhere. One of them nations God called to do something, and they ended up migrating into Europe. I think they're yeah. mixed with everybody. The whites are mixed with everybody. That's why the Bible says, I will provoke you to jealousy, Israel, by those who are not a people. They're not a people. 
They're not an established long lineage people you can follow anywhere because they little migrations from all over, albinos, I believe, initially. Okay. So you will never be able to define them. You'll never be able to give a term to define them. You'll never be able to define what a white man is. You just have to say a Gentile. Because the Bible says right. they're not people. The Bible says, if the Bible says they're not a people, how you, not you per se, uh, Brother Kimmel, but how can a person come behind the father and, and give them a name? They're not a people. That may not mean they're not human. That's not to be unkind or, or, or mistreating anybody. I'm not on that tip. You have to be careful how you do these shows and how I say this. Because much love and respect for anybody that was born in Europe. And I mean that. But technically speaking, with regards to the Bible, uh, you know, understanding the Bible, they're not a people. Now, when you say that they're not a people, you mean they're not a nation. They're not an established nation like... Established nation. Yeah, established, go and, and follow them all the way back to... You know, you can't follow okay. them back. There's no, you know, right. it's like origin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody, you can't put no family yeah, right. tree. On them. You can't put no family tree on them at all. Everybody, right, has right, gotcha. Everybody else, you can put a family tree on. You can't put no family tree on them. So my point is this: the father. But before said, you, before you go, before you say anything else, I just want to make sure I'm on the same page. You know. The way you saying it is uh well different. I had I never kind of viewed it like that. That's what makes it very interesting. Uh I always kind of looked at the caveman, you know, with history and the bones they're finding. And I was wondering how to incorporate them into Noah's children. Because they obviously uh wasn't a part of Noah's children. So it always been a mystery question to me: Who was the caveman, and was is it them who introduced the skin change, uh, color change into? So I, I, I was kind of hoping that if I was to say that to you, maybe you could give me your understanding of that, or you know, or you know, knock it down, knock it out the park, or you know, because that's uh, I can guarantee you a lot of people feel like. That is the introduction to the skin change. No, it's into not into the world. No, it's not. It's the introduction to a nation, a nation of white-skinned people. It's the introduction to that. It's the introduction to that, but it is not the introduction of white people. White people go way back to Leviticus. They, Israel had people that came out white and the father wanted to handle them a certain way I'm going to do a teaching on Bible leprosy one day and Brother King when I promise to God you don't hear me talk about it because you don't listen to several when I show I know you don't hear me talk about it but you wait till I break it down you're going to I guarantee you and, and those of you listening as well I'm going to be doing a show in the future uh, if I can't get the people on from Israel this Thursday, I may do it. Brothers and sisters, you've never heard nothing like this. <laughs> I'm going to share how, number one, what is melanin? 
And when you understand what melanin is, you'll understand those in power, not the little white guy living next door to you, those in power, you'll understand why why there's so much jealousy and hatred towards us because these people know who we are. The little white guy next door might not know, you might not know, brothers and sisters, who we are, but there's people that know who we are, and they know who Israel is. And they know what melanin is. And they know what white skin really is and where it comes from. There are people that know that. You know why? They have access to everything. If the CIA can tap your line and do this and that, what do you think these powerful people can do? So when you find out what melanin is, black folk, when you find out what melanin really is, it's going to shock you. And then you'll understand what I said last show when I said I feel sorry for so-called white people. You won't be able to hate them after that. I said you won't be able to hate them after that. I said you won't be able to hate them after that. See, the reason why a lot of us hate is we really is jealousy. We think they have such better. But once you hear the leprosy teaching, and you see just how much they're lacking by not having pigmentation in their eyes, not their proper pigmentation in their hair, and the proper pigmentation in their skin, you're going to feel sorry. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. You'll feel sorry for white people. And it's going to shift. There's going to be a shifting in your mind. That's what happened to me. I know what it's like to be all mad and angry and just want to. That's why I understand Brother Kenwin. I understand Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris don't come on no more. And I know what it is. If he listened to the show, Brother Chris, you, Pastor Chris, you know it's the truth. He think I love white people too much. Don't I get accused. Uh, Richard, I don't mind being accused of it. The Bible says you should know them by their love. I don't mind it. But that brother and I think others said, Brother, you show sure love the white people. And I don't mind being that, that being a crime, my crime. Because the Bible says you should know them by your love. I ain't got no hatred for nobody. Because I see. And even before I didn't see all this, I don't think I really hated it. I may have been jealous. But I feel sorry, real, real sorry for white people. And I understand why they hate us. I understand. If I woke up tomorrow and I was white, I might hate black people too. Probably. Not all whites <laughs> are white hate. I'm just very serious. I'm very, very, I'm not saying all whites hate. I'm not saying that. Please don't hear that. Maybe if I woke up tomorrow, I wouldn't hate black people. But I think those whites that don't hate black people, I think they're just more educated. You know, I think, I do think there's this something there. And I think, what I'm trying to say is this, brothers and sisters, it's, it's, edu- it's levels of education. If you're educated by your mom and dad and they say be nice to everybody, you won't hate black people. You may be a little irritable. But if you're educated like I'm talking about and you know the true power of melanin, that thing is crazy, y'all. Dr. Jewel Pukram, Jewel Pukram, J-E-W-E-L-L, Pukram, P-O-O-K-R-U-M, is the authority on melanin. She does experiments on stage in front of everybody using melanin. 
And she actually get this propeller to turn just using melanin. She harnessed the power of melanin enough to turn a propeller on stage. And she said the spaceship that goes to the moon, it gets so hot at the bottom of the spaceship, they use a synthetic form of melanin to cool it off. She say melanin is light. What? She say melanin is a type of light. That woman talk about melanin in such a way that sounds like Superman. It's like, but she is a serious doctor. And guess what? There's a lot of white doctors that agree with her. They just ain't trying to put all that out there. They can't have that out there, for real. They used to have something called World Melanin Conference in San Francisco. It cost $400 to go to a long time ago, which was a lot of money back then. I mean, you have to pay $400 before you get in there because they brought top scholars. When you hear the power of melanin, your little mind is smart. Read between the lines. What do you think the extreme opposite of missing melanin is? Now you'll understand why white men can't jump. Now you understand why they have to work so hard at, at at rhythm. That stuff ain't nothing to play with. We laugh about it and joke about it. But no, why come you can't jump, slam dunk? Why come you can't jump? And either we're monkeys or we're close. They try to act like, oh, the reason why y'all have that is because y'all close to animals. No, no, no. It's melanin. And don't bring up the third eye. You'll never hear no teaching about the third eye. Churches will throw you out of church and you start to the third eye. But what about the pineal gland? Why is it dormant in whites and it's not in blacks? There is a physical difference. We're not better than nobody. We, there I go with that we stuff. But melanated people are not better than non-melanated people or little melanated people. They're not. I've said that a billion times on this show. This is the love channel again. But you got to ask these questions. Why is there a difference in the bone structure? How come our bones are, are they say, are in some places an inch bigger, an inch thicker? That's an inch is a lot. You talking about somebody's bone that different? Fragile bones known when they when in the African, uh, the uh, white so-called white community. And what about the eyes? How is our eyes? They talk about the baby, infant babies, black babies' eyes being strong, black babies' bones being strong. It's embarrassing. I don't like talking about it. Because I don't want whites to feel bad. I care about their feelings. But when you just do the science, that's why doctors can't talk about this because it's going to make parents feel uncomfortable. There is a difference between a black baby and a little so-called white baby. It's like night and day. They talk about all our low birth rate, black weight, you know, all these crack babies. Yeah, that's true. All that's true. That's when we misbehaving on drugs. But when we healthy and they healthy, and you put them babies in the same room, it's, it is embarrassing. I said it's embarrassing to talk about the difference, the eyes, the melanin. It's, it's, it's not nothing funny. It's very embarrassing. I don't talk about it. That's the one thing I don't talk about on this show because it's embarrassing. You get to knowing this kind of information, you will feel sorry for whites. They're not fully developed in that in that regard. Now their soul is completely different. Their soul is no different than our soul. That's why I say that's the real us. But that white skin is a mother. It's 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 not nothing to play with. You can die with not enough melanin. You can get the sun. 
they say, oh, 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 melanin protects you from the sun. I don't know if it's a protection. I just think melanin interact with the sun. Melanin is almost like the sun and melanin have a conversation. That's the best way to describe it, Carl, to scientists. It's like melanin and the sun talks. You don't have it. It's it's like you don't want to need protection if you don't have it because it becomes an enemy to your skin and it can cause cancer and kill you. It's nothing to say about that person as an individual because individually that person may be a better than a lot of people that's got melanin. I I said it. I hope y'all heard that. I ain't on no hate the white man trip. I'm talking about white skin, light eyes, light hair. And tonight we're talking about white supremacy. So when you really see all this, Brother Kenwin, there's a sorrow you have. And don't bring up God. Don't bring up the Most High Yah. Your, the, your relationship blacks the most spiritual people. You got to be kidding. Europeans, they can be spiritual. They submit to the Father. Oh, yes, they can be. But initially, early on on the earth, they've been dark-skinned people for thousands and thousands of years before Europe was even born. How are you going to have white preachers now telling you all this truth? I have a friend of mine, Brother Ken, I'd love to know your comment after this. I have a, white, a friend of mine in Cincinnati, and he says something that's very controversial. He's a Hebrew Israelite. He's a master teacher. One day we're going to have him on the show, Brother Ken. I think you haven't you heard, Brother Yeshua? Have you heard him on my show before? Yeah, about two years ago. Yeah, he's a little upset. Uh-huh. He want them to think I love white folks too much, and he don't like me playing white music. A so-called white music. That's what I mean by getting too caught up. <laughs> he don't want me playing European stuff. He don't. Want, he don't like. He, he don't even like saying the name Jesus. He said, "Bro, you know better. You know that's the that wasn't his name." The Bible said we're not supposed to even utter his name. You breaking the law. Sound good, don't it? Mm. Sound real good. What? He said the law said don't mm. utter the name of another god. They created that name Jesus. Because they didn't want to deal with the name Yahshua. They didn't want the glory to go to, to the true Hebrew. They wanted to make it white. So they created the name Jesus and they created this white image. I know that. That's true. In my personal life, when I pray, if, I, if I'm praying to take with my wife, I in, in the prayer, I don't say in Jesus' name. I say in Yeshua's name. All my kids, they pray in, in Yeshua's name. If we out with other people, we say in Jesus' name. Why? Turn a, 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 folks, those of you that tune into the show, it remember it's, 10 o'clock, it's a, a 1 o'clock. you got to call that number, 914-205-5596. Single show. We've got to have you call the number at this time as you can't listen to the show. We're going to roll over just a few minutes, so if you want to hear the rest of this, you got to call 914-205-5590. Otherwise, you have to wait till the show ends and then listen. But what was I saying, Brother Kenwin? I just kind of got caught up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you was uh, explaining the, the differences uh, that uh, they, uh, a lot of claims against you 
for yeah. the the way you are, the way you you yeah, know represents yourself. She just rattled me that that voice coming that uh, blog talk voice operator. But I say the name of Jesus around people because talking to, we we're meaning the same person, even though. And then I heard this African prophet say something that was profound. He said, the Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. So if you're speaking a different language and you confess he's Lord, you're not going to be calling Yeshua. Yeshua is just Hebrew. If every tongue... If every tongue is going to say he is Lord, it's going to sound like this. Yeshua is Lord, or Yahweh Shah is Lord. And then in China, it's going to sound like this. And somewhere it's going to sound Spanish. It's going to sound different in every country. So everybody ain't going to be saying Yeshua. Uh-huh. Everybody ain't going to be saying Yeshua. But is they all saying the same thing? Yes. So they don't have to say the Hebrew name. And what's crazy is we want to say the Father's name in Hebrew, but we do all the other praying in English. Sometimes we don't think things out. Like you say, you're praying to him in a, in a Babylonian language, white man's language, and then you end it in saying, thank you, Yeshua, thank you, Ahawashah, or thank you. You still just pray. And, so that's why I say it's got to be based on the heart. Yeah, but I can see the relationship between saying they and that situation, uh, meaning that it's just the uh, the language that that person that's you know calling from, uh, hoping everybody that's hearing it understanding that that's, uh, that's just probably how that person speak and understand. You know, uh, I don't take it personally, and the same way when they speak about Christ, somebody say it like this. But I know what they're talking about, so I wouldn't yeah. be offended because I oh. know exactly. Even though you know, it's, I, I can I consider all of it to be the same. Well, but I know you you can break it down to different levels. I understand what you're saying on that too. You know. Yeah. Well, and and to be honest, I kind of got off the brother Kim. Well, that was that was that was a good point you brought up. That's kind of what I'm saying. But I got off talking about the brother in, in Cincinnati. I was saying he's a he's a profound teacher. But I was trying to say something about my friend, how they, oh, they're talking about the wall. Here we go. The white man. They're saying I love the white man too much. But, and I was trying to go a point there. Y'all have to bear with me. Y'all have to bear with me. It's late. These late shows are not easy. But I'll say this and maybe it'll come back to me. Um, I love whites, so I was talking about my melanin really hard, and uh, 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 I was talking about melanin. The reason why I say it so often, I bet I say it more than anybody do blogs. And I, I had one brother. Well, well, the reason I say it is because I say such harsh things about, like I just talked about babies. That right there mm. gets you shot. Not, I'm not saying I'm gonna get shot, but. You got to be careful talking about people's kids. Now, ain't nobody going to say what I just said about white babies. That's what I mean by when you talk like I talk and you talk about things like leprosy, especially in America, 
where white skin is golden, you need to be saying you love white people. See, they don't, they meaning my friends, Hebrew Israelite friends, they don't get into this. They talk about the law and other stuff. They don't talk about leprosy like I do. They'll hit it real quick and get off of it. But when I break it down and show you how white skin is nothing pretty in Bible days. And this is their heyday right now because we're all dumb and ignorant. But once you wake up like I said, I now see white people and I love them. I really do. I'm not just saying that. But I see light-skinned people the same way. Sometimes their skin disgusts me. And I'm not trying to make it disgust me. I'm trying to get along. I'm trying to like, I see some white girls and they're pretty. Their skin's pretty. I see some high, high white ghost-looking people and they look decent. But I'm going by their figure. But their white skin is very odd-looking. If you're looking at black people, black people, black people, black people, black people, black people, you're at a mall somewhere, you're looking at black, 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 and then you see that high ghost, that white color, they call ghost look, you're gonna, it's going to stand out to you. I'm going to tell you when it's really going to hit you. Go to Africa and be there for about a week and then see a white person. It's, then you'll feel what I feel. It's, it's, it's odd. I told my wife who was eating, a, eating out the other day, a white guy walked by here on shorts. He's minding his own business, looked like a nice guy. And... I happened to know what I was looking at. He wasn't white. He was he had that, 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 that skin you can see through it. He wasn't covered. And I say, Arlene, she said, what? I said, look over there at that guy. She said, what guy? I say, do you realize in Bible days he would be considered an unclean leper? All white people was lepers. All of them. But some of them can go around and mingle with the people, dark-skinned people. But those that was all white, 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 they was called clean. But if you had that pinkish where people can see through your skin and you want covered with this white sheet almost, you you got to be covered with white skin like a sheet. Everywhere is white. You are considered clean leprosy. You can go anywhere. But if you had patches of whiteness, where you can see through it and it was that reddish white. The Bible literally says those words, reddish white. That's leprosy. That's unclean leprosy. The Father did not want those people mingling with the regular Israelites, with the other Israelites. So in Israel's camp, you weren't supposed to mingle. Now some people say, oh, brother, that ain't what that means. That's talking about sores and all that. I, again, I done talked about this over probably 20 shows. The only reason why the father didn't want them to mingle with other people is because the father has some rule about blemishes. Certain people, a person that was left-handed, certain things couldn't mingle with other people. A woman that was on a minister period, a person that just seen a dead person, they couldn't they couldn't do holy things. He only had these 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 weird rules. I shouldn't say weird, but he should he only had weird rules because. He didn't believe in blemishes. You could be unclean for a lot of things. Unclean just means you can't go mingle. But folks think that means something like blood and pus was something was wrong with them because they were lepers. No. In Bible days, 
Leviticus 13, leprosy just was white skin. That's it. And some of you don't believe it because, again, I'm hitting this and we're wrapping up on the show, and y'all think I'm crazy, crazy now. I got two things to make you think I'm not crazy to where you'll go and listen to another show. Here's the two, two reasons that I know what I'm talking about. Since I can't do a whole show, we're wrapping up. If you're, if what you're saying is true, leprosy is sores and pus and lingers crippled all up, how come the Bible says in verse 13, in Leviticus 13 and 13, that when you're covered, because they're coming out, these these sores, you think they're sores. So the Bible talks about whatever it is, it starts covering your body. I think it's white skin. You say, no, it's sores. Okay. Whatever it is that's covering your body, the Bible says when you cover it from head to toe, wheresoever the priest look at it is what it says. When you're all covered, you're clean. Till you're all covered, you ain't clean. But when you're all covered, you're clean. How much sense does it make when you got a few sores, you ain't clean, but when you got sores all over your body, all up and down your neck, all up under your arms, or on your hand, on your elbows, on your knees, on your ankles, sores everywhere, then you clean. So what you're saying, brothers and sisters, why y'all thinking I'm cuckoo, that's cuckoo. That can't be what it is. It says, when you, it even, it even says, it's covered from head to toe. It, it, it literally says these words in the verse 13. It's all turned white. It says it's all, it says what is turned, it's all turned white. If what you're saying is leprosy, it should say it's all turned to sores. It don't say that. It says he's covered, he's all turned white. It says, but if raw flesh appeared anywhere, he's unclean. The raw flesh just means if it, if he's ain't covered totally white and he has those little patches, this red and white little patches that a lot of our white brothers and sisters have, then he's unclean. Even though it's a little patch, he's unclean. So if he's all turned white, he ain't got no little red and white patches, he's, he, he's clean. But if any of that white skin break up, he's unclean. It's almost like the father really was wanting this brother Kenwin. He was wanting you either all dark or all white. But he didn't want no patches of whiteness or reddish white skin. That's kind of what it was all about. But some of you say, I still ain't buying it. Not a problem. Let's go to Leviticus 13 and 1. The Bible says, this is the very first verse. It's telling you how, what to do when something happened to your body and you think it's leprosy. So it says, come to the priest if these things happen. If you get a rising, if you get a scab, or if you get a bright spot. Now, some of you say, there it is right there, scab. I rest my case. You just said it. You shouldn't have gave me that scripture. Ooh, I got you. <laughs> when they mention rising, it's not talking about the rising like a bump. That's not the leprosy. It's talking about when that rising leaves the body. Watch the rising, priest. When it leaves the body, does it leave a white spot? Examine that white spot. And if it gets dark, they're clean. If it stays white or if a white hair appear, they're unclean. Or if it becomes reddish white, they're unclean. 
That's for the rising. Remember, it's three things they were to look at, rising, scab, bright spot. If they have a scab, some of you say, oh, there it is right there. That's a sore right there. I stop. I rest my case. The scab wasn't a leprosy. It was when the scab leave and they leave a white spot, examine the white spot. It's all about the white spot to see if it's turned white, if it stay white, they're in bad trouble. That's a leprosy. If a white hair is in it, they're in bad shape. That's leprosy. If it gets somewhat dark, they're good. They're good. They're clean. So being dark, Brother Kingwin, was a good thing in the book of Leviticus 13. Being somewhat, it says the word somewhat dark. When you start getting darker, that white spot start getting darker, you was then healthy. Not healthy. Healthy is the wrong word because it wasn't a health issue. This had not to do with a disease. This was more of a plague pronounced upon people for sin. So healthy is the wrong word. Once it becomes dark, you was just considered clean and acceptable because you was, turned, you, you was, you was covered. But I laugh Just so I'm clear. Just, just so I'm clear. This is the origin of white people. Are you? This is what you're saying? No, this is not the origin of white people. White people were way before this. They're saying when you are like those white people. I believe there was people that was all white, born all white, prior to Leviticus 13. I know that for a fact. Oh, okay. Now he's talking about people that's turning white. It says if any man have these and it be like the plague of leprosy. So that means it was some already existed before. If any man have these and it be like the plague of leprosy. So that means somebody already had this before this started. One more time. The scripture starts out Leviticus 13 and 1. It says, if any man have these things, and it be like the plague of leprosy. So what is the plague of leprosy? So it's already white people. And he's just saying, okay, let's look at these things, too, that happen to your body, and if it be like this other thing. So I think, but he's talking about skin turning. So you know if your skin is turning white, what happens if you're born white? Oh, my God. That was the plague of leprosy. This is just stuff they're looking at that's like it. It even says it, again, in chapter 13, verse 1. If any man have these things and it be like the plague of leprosy. So what's the, what was the plague of leprosy? So anyway, but this is the killer. This is the bomb I'm dropping on y'all. Actually, I'm going to drop another bomb on y'all. There's two bombs. I dropped the first one already, 13 and 13, y'all. I know y'all ain't going to get off that one. If it's sores, how come it say when you're covered, you're clean? So it's got to be white skin. Uh, and for 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 bonus, before I even, let me go in and, and finish up thirteen and one. It says if you have a rising, a scab, but what about a bright spot? Did you know, Brother Kenwin? The Bible says if you was an Israelite and you even had a bright spot on your body, you supposed to go show the priest a bright spot. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. It didn't say a rising a scab, and a bright spot. It didn't say that. It says a rising, or a scab, or a bright spot. So if you had a bright spot, you were supposed to go show the priest. So if you had a bright spot, how could you have been white? White people are a bright spot. Those people were black, brothers and sisters, are dark-skinned. Black is a new term. Those people were dark-skinned. That's why they were supposed to go and show that light, that light spot, because it was, it was a big deal. A light spot? Tinker says, 
if you have these things, it would be like the plague of leprosy, a rising scab or a bright spot. A bright spot? A bright spot. And guess what they was examining when, they, when the priest looked at the bright spot? Same thing was examined when they looking for the first two. They're looking to see if the white spot stays white. If it do, that's bad news. Especially if you have a white hair in it, that's bad news. You've got a leprosy, and you cannot be among other people because somebody of lineage was cursed to be that way, and you just want to see, and the father didn't want you with the saints because something happened to your family. It's true. Now, I think later on as time happened, people started getting it, and it wasn't necessarily them sinning, but, well, I think any time you, you see white skin, I, I teach this too, that somewhere there was sin. But don't pick on white people. It's light-skinned people too uh, uh, because light, let me just explain something. White people, when they mix with black people, produce light skin is what I'm saying. Right. right. So if, li- if white skin is what I'm saying it is, how can you be jumping up and down over light skin? You just still broke down some brown person melanin with the whiteness, and now you're light-skinned. So you're not white, but you're close to white. So this is why we know the Savior couldn't have been light-skinned or the Israelites. That's why I say the Bible is very dark-skinned people. Ain't no hatred here. I got family that's light and white. I say I got family. If that that light-skinned person marry another white person, that child below it would probably look fully white. No, you're never going to be fully white if you're marrying a light-skinned person. light-skinned person still is dangerous. They still got melanin. So you're probably going to have another light-skinned person, but you ain't going to never go back to white. It's very rare. Uh, well, I'm saying if that light-skinned person marry a white person, no, that melanin, then that baby is no, going to be super no, bright. No, no, no. Show very close to being white. You ain't going to see that. Well, I mean, we can... Oh, let's take Jason Kidd, the sports player, basketball player. He, he looks very, very Caucasian. Right. But you can always tell. Okay. That's how you can always tell. It's going to be the hair or something. The melanin is no joke. But let me, my point is this. I wanted to just say light skin uh, is rising a scab or bright spot. Now let me just switch gears. I'm sure you all get the drift about the light bright spot. Why are the Israelites going to preach because it's got a bright spot? But let me just wrap up this show by going and dropping. I'm going to drop three bombs, two little ones and one big one. Moses, the Bible says God trying to show his power to Israel, to Pharaoh, told Moses to do something. He's about to show Moses a miracle. And Moses is going to do this in front of Pharaoh to get Pharaoh to let the people go. But all the followers just trying to show Moses, his power, it don't matter right now. I'm just not trying to do a Bible study. I'm just trying to say real quickly about this hand. So the father tells Moses, stick his hand in his bosom. And when Moses stuck his hand in his, in his garment and he took it out, his hand, the Bible says these words. Notice how the Bible words this. And Moses' hand became leprous as, 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 as. Whatever coming after the word as, it's going to be like unto and Moses' hand became leprous as snow. Hail, hail, white. If leprosy was sores, 
Why does it mention the word snow? Snow has absolutely nothing to do with no sores. So Moses' hair became white. Let's flip over to, so I believe leprosy is the same white. Every time you see the word leprosy, you're going to see this whiteness every time. Leviticus 13 don't ever talk about sores unless it talk about the sore leaving a white spot. It talks about the white spot from the sore. It's only one time in Leviticus 13 that it mentions the sore towards the end, and it's talking about when the sore leaves white spot. But people act like the whole chapter is talking about sores. No, the whole chapter is talking about white skin, vitiligo. Vitiligo. Christianity. Vitiligo, right. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, those of you that are thinking I'm hating on white, but let me just say this. There are some people black to this day, right now, under the sound of my voice, in American India. They're black, black, black. Miles Davis black. That's who I can think of the trumpet player earlier. Miles Davis black. Mm-hmm. They, if they take off their shirt, they got a white spot. Ready for this? With a white hair inside. Guess what? Under biblical times, they have leprosy. They could not go among the priests. And they have to say unclean because they can't. They ain't got no shirt off. They got on there all their clothes. You're not going to see this white spot. So they have to say unclean, unclean. That means by the priest I've been told I can't go among the people. If they don't say unclean, you're not going to know that white spot is on their body. It's probably in their private parts, probably in their feet, probably in their ankle. So they have to say unclean. Think about that for one minute. The Bible says if you have a white spot and you have a white hair in it, you was unclean. What if it's between your legs? You're not out there with no clothes on. You got clothes on, so you're going to look like everybody else. So you have to just be honest. Back then, they didn't play. They was very more honest than we are today. And you have to say, unclean. <coughs> that means don't come around me. I've been deemed by the prophet unclean. Somebody in my family was cursed because of something we did a long time ago. You can go but the honesty way. was forced by fear of it spreading, if the priest right. can help you. No, it wasn't spreading. Mm. It was, listen, it wasn't nothing to spread. It's really funny. It wasn't spreading. It don't mean your kid's going to have it. It wasn't like that. It wasn't contagious is what I'm trying to say. I can prove it. It wasn't contagious. Everybody wanted to act It wasn't a disease. It was a plague. A plague is something God put up on you. It ain't some DNA. Now, later on, a man is going to be cursed, and his children are going to be cursed. But it don't mean everyone his child going to have leprosy. We ain't never seen no family like that. It just means it's going to pop up every once in a while in your lineage. This child will have it. They'll have kids, and they won't have it. They won't have it. They won't have it. Five generations later, there it pops up again. It's going to keep popping up in your lineage because your lineage is cursed. Now, thanks to Christ, none of this matters. Thanks to Christ, none of this matters. All white skin, white spots, none of it matters because it wasn't just this was a blemish. There was other blemishes, left-handed people, people too tall, people. I mean, I should say people too tall, but people grew too tall based on sin. Y'all see how I do? I'm, I'm trying to wrap up in cane. But let me just go ahead and just mention real briefly, Miriam, Moses, wife spoke out against Moses marrying outside of the Israelite camp and God spoke smitten her with leprosy also. It's still really on topic with white supremacy. 
because if I'm telling the truth and I really got this right, there's nothing break the back of white supremacy that we do here at the Five Smooth Stones other than, the, than talk about leprosy. This right here, this topic breaks the back of white supremacy. So even though I didn't mean to go down this road, it's still a backbreaker. If y'all getting what I'm saying now, there's no way in the world you can think white is superior in any way because you're seeing by this teaching that that early earth had to have been all dark. And white skin truly, truly, according to the Bible, not today, according to the Bible, was not nothing pretty. It even mentioned yellow hair in Leviticus 13, brothers and sisters. Do y'all know what yellow hair is in today's term vernacular? Blonde. It's blonde. Blonde hair is associated with leprosy. Ready for this? Freckles is in there. Did you know freckles? Listen, I looked for Leviticus 13. And I remember thinking to myself, because I only read a little bit of Leviticus, I saw a person one time with freckles, and God was just most high so good. I thank him so much. Right now, I just thank him so much for revealing it to me. I was on the bus, and I saw this person, because I was going to the mall looking at people saying, they, they, now that would be leprosy, now they clean, now they would be unclean, now they clean. Oh, look at him, he got that patch. Unclean. I was just, I was just, that's all I could think about for a season of my life, leprosy, 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 leprosy. So I saw somebody with freckles and said, huh, that's interesting. I don't think I saw Le- lepers in Leviticus 13 prior to this. And I went back to look for it. I said, wait a minute. God showed me this. And brothers and sisters, if you, if I ever heard from God, I heard this. I heard this. Nobody taught this to me. Nobody. Brother Seth got this from the Spirit. Only time I went to talk to doctors is when I was trying to get rid of it and say, I, maybe I listened to the devil. Maybe I saw wanting to run away from it because it sounds so controversial, so I started trying to get doctors to refute it. That's all I'm talking with the professional, but not to explain it. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. This came to me. The freckles is what they were. The freckles is the original color. The freckles is the original color. I said, well, if this is true, this should be somewhere in Leviticus. Now, I didn't break it all the way down and say the freckles was the original color. It didn't say that in Leviticus, but it brought up freckles. The fact that it's in the book, that's all I needed. And I believe that. And I think sometime later on, years later, I heard somebody say, I said, Arlene, well, I think I called my wife or something, because I always call her when I hear something confirming. I said, you know what that man just said? I was saying that for years. I heard later on somebody say it. The freckles, those little dark spots is what those people originally was. And the light skin, the rest of their body, that's the recessive trait. I was done. Done. I'm taught of the Lord, brothers and sisters, in this matter. I'm not, I, I, I mean, I'm, a very few times will I toot my own horn and say, but I can tell y'all right now, I was not taught by anybody this. It was strictly the scriptures and the spirit. So I didn't mean to go down there. Oh, I didn't drop the bomb bomb. So Miriam spoke out against those in the Bible, said she was spitting with leprosy herself. And it says these words about her leprosy. And Miriam became leprous as snow. Michael Jackson had leprosy, right? Yeah, Michael Jackson had leprosy, absolutely. His, his skin was turning, 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 and when it turned all white. If it, so it was spread. As long as he didn't have no red and white patches, he would be considered clean. 
it would be considered it was, was it, it was spreading though, right? It was spreading, yeah, of course. It, it's a lot of people have it. Okay. And I tell people, because a lot of people listen to my show right now, they may have relatives that are having it. And I had a lot of black people kind of look at me kind of cockeyed because their uncle got it. And they said, what are you trying to say? It doesn't matter now that Christ has come. It really doesn't matter. It really, really, really doesn't matter if you have vitiligo or not. Right. Or if you're all white. Right. Or if you got that white spot, it don't matter if the white hairs or not, because Christ came and made it possible for all of us to have a relationship with the Father. So it doesn't matter. Why are you bringing up then, brother? Why would you bring such an ugly history up? What's wrong with you? You stupid. Why are you bringing it up to make people hurt people's feelings? I bring it up because people lying about white skin. And I have to show the origin of it to break the back of white supremacy and let people know y'all need to quit tripping dogging out dark skin. You will not dog out the forefathers of this earth in front of me. You will not dog out the original Israelites in front of me. For you to talk like dark skin is not all that you putting down the whole Bible, all the you putting out the whole earth. Not literally, but it's almost I can hear them saying, Seth, you better correct that. I can just hear the Israelites saying, You're not gonna say about that? No, those people were dark skinned brothers, the whole Bible. I don't mean brown. I think they was dark. I don't mean olive. I really don't mean olive. I don't think they was olive or light or white. I'm not hating. I'm not trying to make stuff black. When I asked the father were there blacks in the Bible, I thought he was going to tell me blacks over here in the corner, blacks over there. I thought he was going to scatter. Okay, here come the bomb. Here come the bomb. Second Kings 5. It's the biggest thing I have on this topic. Now, Miriam, it's a big bomb with Miriam, too, because as she, after she was smitten with leprosy, she asked, her, her brother describes what it is. He literally says to Moses, Alas, my Lord, they called each other Lord back then. He said, Let her not be as one who's dead, stillborn. Let her not be as one who's dead who coming from his mother's womb. That's a stillborn baby. Let her not be like a stillborn baby coming from his mother's womb, whose flesh is half consumed. Half consumed don't mean ate up blood and all that. That's not what it means. No no stillborn baby come out with no fingers roll all up and nubs and all that like people think leprosy is. But stillborn babies do come out with this. All of them have one thing in common. They do come out with their flesh half gone. That's what they mean by half consumed. One more time, here's the verse. Alas, my Lord, let it not be as one who's dead, who coming from his mother's womb, whose flesh is half consumed. Half consumed just means half gone. It's consumed by whatever. It's just no flesh, no no color. I was teaching this in Columbus one time, and a nurse interrupted me and said, oh, my God, I can't believe you're saying it. She says, I deliver babies, and you're right. Every single stillborn baby i ever seen, they don't have no pigment. Miriam was just smitten with leprosy, and she ended up being... A person with no pigmentation. That's all it meant. Else, well, what do half consume mean? No stillborn babies come out all bloody and half ate up like somebody alligator ate it. What was consumed was a melanin. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, what else could it be? I don't know. I know you don't know. So let me give you a bomb that's going to really drop it on you. You'll see this clear. I always say the best for last. Second Kings 5, Gehazi. Five. And and um, um, the River Jordan, K 
can't think. I'm, boy, I'm so tired right now. I can't think. But in Second Kings five, <coughs> there was a man, Naaman, smitten with leprosy. Whatever it is, yeah. whatever it is, some of y'all think it's one thing, some of y'all think it's another thing, some of y'all think it's what I think it is. But whatever it was, he had it. The Bible says he had a, a maid, and she said, "My Lord, I know a prophet. He can he can clean you, cleanse you, cleanse you, cleanse you." Remember, they didn't get healed so much; it was cleanse. Because once they got cleansed, they still was a leper. When Christ cleansed the leper, you very seldom you were healed. I think it's only one time in the Bible healed, but it's always say cleanse, because they stay a leper. They he wasn't turning white people dark. He just got rid of that patch, that, that white patch on their body that was had that white hair or that was just constantly white. It made that patch go dark and that white hair disappear. That's why he said, go show yourself to the priest. You got to show yourself. You got to take off your clothes and show. It couldn't just be an obvious thing you see because they lie their head anywhere. You got to go show yourself to the priest. So obviously, if they was healed, why you got to show anybody? Because it's going to be something that's not obvious. Like when you cripple and you walk and you pray for you to straighten up. Leprosy is different. Your father and brother came with. Oh, yeah. So here's the bomb. Naaman is struck with leprosy. I'm going to rest my case on this one. Here's the bomb. And he gets cleansed. Prophet told him to go dip in the River Jordan. He does it. And the Bible says his flesh returns. That means that white skin with those patches returned back to being no patch. It don't mean he was a white man, he turned black. It just means wherever there was a patch of white skin with that white hair, which is leprosy, or it was just a white skin, white patch that wasn't turning white, or maybe, you know. So we don't know if he was a black man, all black, all over his body, and then about three inches of him he had this white patch, or he could have been all white with a white patch. Somewhere on his body he had had white hair or a white patch that wasn't getting dark. That's unclean leprosy. Can't mingle among the people. So the Bible says he was a mighty man in the army. So so those of you that think leprosy means fingers falling off, how come the Bible says he was a mighty man so he was able to fight? How are you going to fight if you got fingers nubbed all up, Brother Kenwin? Right on. Yeah. So, so it's could, obviously not that. Yeah. So whatever it was, he got cleansed. And the Bible says, the prophet told him, you don't owe me nothing. He said, do I owe you something? No. Thank God. Just thank thank y'all. So as he was going his way, he had a servant by the name of, and we wrap it up in seconds, y'all. Brother Kenway, we wrap it up in seconds. This right. again, the biggest backbreaker of white supremacy that the five smooth stones have to offer right here. This is it. His, the prophet prays for God. Naaman gets healed, and his servant Gehazi go and says to the Naaman, who just got cleansed, he said, Prophet changed his mind, he want money. And so Naaman gladly gave him stuff, gave him servants. Naaman got rich on the side of that road. And Naaman gave him all kinds of stuff. He was just so glad to, to have, to be cleansed, to be able to go among the people. Watch what happened. When Gehazi get back, the prophet figured out by the spirit what he had did. He received gifts and stuff. So he cursed him. 
with the same leprosy Naaman had, whatever it is. For those of you that think it was fingers falling off and shriveling up and sores, whatever it is, he cursed it. Now listen to what the Bible says. Second Kings 5, last verse. It says, the prophet says, Naaman, the leprosy, after he scolded him for taking all the gifts, he said, the leprosy that's on Naaman will be upon thee, and thy seed forever. Forever. Did y'all hear what I just said? The prophet told Naaman, the prophet told, I mean, the, the, the prophet told Gehazi, Brother Ken, will you follow me? Oh, yeah. The prophet tells Gehazi the curse, the leprosy that is upon Naaman will be upon thee. And your seed forever. Question. If somebody cursed way back then, how many children, 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 children would it be today? No, it would be a bunch of kids. So I can't oh, yeah. say all people that has white skin. I just know there's some of leprosy probably in dark-skinned people that have these white spots. They could be gays, I see. Or they could be a lot of whites that's gays, I see. We don't know. But this man's seed was cursed forever. That's why I say thanks be to Christ. Thanks be to Christ. Thanks be to Christ. None of this matters. We talk about it tonight to break the back of white supremacy. If this is true, if any of it is true, if part of it is true, white supremacy have no no leg to stand on. I say white supremacy have no leg to stand on. Brother Kenwin, final words, please, and let's wrap this show up. All right. Glad to be in. I hope the audience, uh, you know, got the deeper understanding of what this uh, white supremacy uh, decoded, decoding the white supremacy. That's what self is trying to do. And, I, hey, I respect that. Hey, it's a, it's an enormous task. Uh, one that I don't feel like it's, uh, you know, going to take any dents. But yet my brother self, he is giving it all. He's got trying to, you know, hammer away at it. And I, hey, I just, I respect that. Uh, glad to be in. And uh, thank you, self, for having me on, man. Good night. Well, and I appreciate your honesty. And like I say, even in your mind, if you be honest, you don't think about white skin the same. If you be honest and you went through those scriptures, you don't see it the same. Well, your mind is no different than anybody else's mind. There's some white brothers and sisters. They hear the love. They know I ain't trying to hate on them. And they didn't know none of this. You don't think that they're looking at themselves a little different as far as White, their white skin, not so much their soul, which is no different than mine. You don't think that they're looking at themselves a little different? Like, hey. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are, 
Okay. Well, brother, yeah, yeah. If they if they're new if to these scriptures, yeah, if, if they're new to these scriptures, that that should have uh, impacted the psyche on on this right here. Mm-hmm. Well, brother Ken, when all I'm saying and closing this show out is this: we just take it one person at a time, and never underestimate blogs and what the Father can do. What the Father can do through that one person that here. And say, I like what that brother's saying. I heard somebody one time break this down. And look at me. I do blogs, and thousands can hear in a year. So we don't know how many mm. sets, how many Ken Wins is listening out there. So don't underestimate what the Father can do through this teaching, especially if it's if it's done the way he would do it. The Bible talks about his eyes running to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of him whose heart is perfect. We just got to have perfect hearts and make sure we ain't teaching no hate and make sure that we are walking in love towards our people. And I think the Father will honor that and, and make sure this teaching is heard. So, brothers and sisters, that's the best I can do. I'm going to go back to the message, the song I, I opened up with after Brother King would give us final words here. Uh, make us one. I'm going to go back to it because that's all I want is for white supremacy to be broken and, and, and that we begin to open up and listen to other people in the earth and not just one type of people or one people or one nation. And we can hear more what the Father is saying, just like the Father commanded us not to be an island to ourselves, but we're supposed to fellowship one with another because he knew that we can get off on these weird doctrines. That's what America has done with this white supremacy. They're preaching a weird way, and we need to break away. And uh, some of us, by hearing this tonight, they can see that the people of the Scriptures had to have been people of color, and they can see if Brother Seth is right, that means that we've been lied to. And if they can see that, they know not to trust what they see. So I don't underestimate what the Father can do with this information. It changed my life. Who am I to doubt that it can change, that it can't change somebody else's life and help them to eradicate white supremacy in their lives? Brother King, with final words, please. All right. Thank you, Seth, for having me on the show, y'all. Good night. All right, Brother Kenwin, so we'll see you hopefully tomorrow where the, uh, we get more panelists in the, in the house as we deal with uh, Hebrew Israelites on current affairs. And that was Brother Kenwin all the way in Tyler, Texas. I'm going to go out with the song that, I, like I said earlier, I came on with, and I think you're going to be blessed by We're the people of God, folks. At the end of the day, it's not about our color. It really, really, really ain't. Oh, you sure talked about it a lot tonight. Yes, I did, but just to break the back of the myth around it, uh, again, these myths are really a world religion. I mean, it dictates, these folks is dictating everything, everything to us. And uh, we just need some clarity on how it all started and how we got to this point. Love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, on, on Monday as we deal with current events with the Hebrew Israelites and then on Open Forum dealing with the same panel as we did with Open Forum. No telling what's going to happen on that show. We don't know yet. Uh, we're trying to get guests from Israel, but if not, I may do the teaching on leprosy. Just stay tuned, brothers and sisters. Good night. And it's coming. My computer's is a little slow. Hopefully y'all can hear this. Okay, hold on, brothers and sisters. Have a little trouble.
trouble of mine. Hold on. Brother Kenwin, can you hear me? Brother Kenwin, can you hear me? Okay. Having a little trouble with my board. Hopefully, y'all can hear the music just right, though. Anyway, good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.